Welcome to Not in the Lap of the Pods with Paul, Joe and myself, David. But if you're not that familiar with uh, Not in the Lap of the Pods, um, well, this is really, we are fundamentally a Queen podcast and this is really just where we get the chance to talk about other music. And it's just some, sometimes it's music that we're familiar with collectively. Sometimes it's music that maybe one of us is more familiar with and we'll, and we'll, we'll sort of talk about it. But in this case, for this episode, we are going to be talking about Pink Floyd. And this is really part two um, of a two-part podcast because we covered uh, the previous four albums um, in a previous podcast. But we're going to cover the next four albums, which will be The Wall, The Final Cut, a momentary lapse of reason and the division bell, and we'll probably touch upon the endless river a little bit at the end as well, um, as well. So, um, so we're going to be talking Pink Floyd, and um, if you want to know our relationship with Pink Floyd and why we're, we're Pink Floyd fans, probably best listen to the, the first part of that because we're not going to cover that again. So go and find that podcast and, and figure out why. All right, so uh, we are going to talk first of all about the wall now we talked to we talked about the you know the situation leading up to the wall on the the first podcast you know with uh, the animals tour or the in the flesh tour and you know where you know pink floyd decided to play stadiums for the first time and and i think that's where the the sort of seeds were sown in terms of like you know roger being pretty disgruntled with with the, the audience i think it was it was quite apparent that people were there just to smoke weed and drink beer and not necessarily can I consume the music and too busy consuming other things. <laughs> so um what that led to is a lot of kind of really obnoxious behaviour from the crowd. For fuck's sake, stop letting off fireworks and shouting and screaming. I'm trying to sing the song. You cunt. You stupid motherfucker. Why doesn't anybody else in here with fireworks just fuck off and let the rest of it go? And which really pissed off Roger. To the point where, of course, um, he invites someone to start coming up onto the stage and then he spits on him. So, um... <laughs> mm. Come back! All is Come on, boy! So that was the last uh, show of the tour in Montreal. And, of course, Roger was kind of disgusted with himself, to be honest, and he did it. But at the same time, I think it planted the 
the seeds for the wall. And, you know, I think he, he, I don't know, can't remember exactly who he mentioned it to, but he, he talked about building a wall between him and the audience and almost between him and the rest of the band as well. <laughs> so aye. I think that I Metaphorically and physically, aye. Yeah, exactly, aye. And I think that's what, uh, what, what sort of happened. Um, you know, I mean, we, we talked about, obviously, Wish You Were Here and Animals. I mean, the, the, the discontent was start, starting anyway. After, basically, after Dark Side, the discontent was starting, but it really started to come, you know, boil over um, in this period, certainly in the wall sessions. So essentially what happened is Waters presented the wall and the pros and cons of hitchhiking as two ideas. It, it kind of advanced demos of both, um, or certainly seeds of ideas anyway on these, these demos, and presented it to the band. Which one do you want to do? And the band opted to to, to do the wall, um, and of course, obviously, the pros and cons of hitchhiking became Roger's first solo album. Um, so yeah, they, they started piecing together um, material for for the wall, and um, it's it's, it's such charts, um, you know, a fictional character Pink, which is kind of, to be honest, semi autobiographical, you know, and the, you know, it's gonna there's a lot of water waters in there. There's a bit of Sid Barrett in there as well, mm-hmm. you know, and. The sort of descent into madness to the point where the wall goes up. And it's really cleverly done because you've got like record one and then the record one, that's the wall being mm-hmm. built, you know, and then record two, the wall's up and then it's chipping away at the wall to try and get it get back to some normality. Um, but I probably don't need to tell you that because if you're listening to this, I'm assuming you're a Pink Floyd fan and you know fine well what the story of the wall is. And we're going to cover four albums in probably about two hours, so we probably can't get into it too much other than just getting getting tore in and uh, talking about the music and, and our relationship with this album. Um, I think what we'll do is we'll come to come to Paul first. The Wall. So what's 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 the deal with the Wall? What how is how is it for you? Um, it's a, it's a fucking masterpiece. <laughs> you know, um, simple as that. Um, I. Uh, like I said in the first uh, pod, I, I was quite late to Pink Floyd. You know, I was I, I was aware of them, obviously. You know, um, <clears throat> excuse me. But the first time I heard the Wall or saw actually saw the Wall being performed was the nineteen ninety concert in Berlin that Roger Waters did. Um, so you had the Scorpions doing In the Flesh and Brian Adams doing Young Lust and yeah, and various other folk. You know the. Yeah, the uh, had a couple of guys from the band to do, you know, on there, and uh, oh, just loads of folk. Uh, and it was, I, I, and at the time, I, I wasn't a, a huge Pink Floyd fan, or then, but I thought, I thought it was great, you know. I think it was Channel Four that showed it. Could be wrong. It was, it was shown live in British TV anyway, um, and. You know, just be, just been into music, and you know, you see stuff on the telly that you know at the time we only had like four channels, you know, so something like you know you you would watch it, yeah, regardless yeah. of what yeah. the music was or whatever. Um, and I thought it was great, you know, um, and and kind of from there, and I, and I had been aware of the other the later Pink Floyd albums that we're going to talk about because I I, I was working at the time and this guy used to play this momentary lapse of reason over the tannoy in the supermarket that I worked in at night packing shells. So I was aware of that and all that, you know. Uh, but we get back to the wall. The wall, yeah, it's a, it's an absolute masterpiece. Um, one hour, 20 minutes. I've got to say, there, ha- there have been times by the time it gets to, like, the trial and all that, I'm, <laughs> I'm pretty exhausted. 
you know. <laughs> and uh, it's like, ah, just just wrap this up, Roger, will you? You know. Um, but, but that, but other times that you're, that, yeah, you, once you get to the end, it's, 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 it's an absolute masterpiece, you know, and um, detailing, you know, birth to, to almost death, you know, deals with everything in between, suicide, you know, uh, just, just absolutely brilliant. And, uh, you know, you've got, you've got the, the smoothness of, uh, uh, Gilmer, and then the, the the spikiness of waters, you know, uh, big time in this. I, I, obviously, it was evident in animals as well, um, so, and it worked so well. They worked so well together, you know, uh, that 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 contrast, that counterpoint kind of thing. Um, and and you know, I, I mean, we could go through the tracks. I mean, I the, the ones that particularly hit me, the thin ice, that's just beautiful. And again, it's going back to that thing where you've got. It starts off with Gilmer and that, that beautiful, smooth voice he's got, you know, and then Gilmer, uh, Waters comes in and it's that kind of spikiness that, you know, you kind of gives you a jolt and all that kind of stuff. Doll skating. Aye, aye. Nice. And nice. <laughs> um, yeah, and, and the, the, that particular track, the guitars, the guitar solo was just fucking uh, unbelievable. Um, yeah, uh, and yeah, and, and and as I said in the first one, I remember being at school and singing. You don't need no education, you know, because you know uh, part two uh, and I'll break the wall was was number one in the charts, so everybody knew what it was, kind of thing. That's yeah. interesting because a lot of people at school seem to think it was against being educated when actually it's the opposite. It's the opposite. That's a double, I, double negative, I, you know. We don't need I, no education. I, I, <laughs> it was that kind of uh, thing that some of the kind of more challenged people would uh, yeah. <laughs> at school would think it was like, a like me yeah. at school, uh, me as a <laughs> nine year old. Uh, um, yeah, I uh, as I say, it's, it's, it's a great album, um, and uh, it does uh, like all concept albums or albums of a certain length. It, it does the require you to be kind of in the mood for it as well. Yeah, I mean, you can pick tracks out and make a wee compilation or whatever, but it, it kind of demands yeah, that you yeah. listen to it as a whole, yeah, I I'm, think. I'm going to bring Joe in and um, just get his thoughts yeah. on, on the wall in a wee second here, but it's one of those albums, um, I don't know if you would agree, that, you know, you, you sort of touched upon it there. It's There's not a lot of songs on it, necessarily. You know, it's there's, you know, mm-hmm. there's maybe six or seven proper yeah. songs that you would say yeah. and the rest are kind of interludes or musical Little passages and all that. Yeah. And, yeah. Yeah. Maybe vocal uh, bits and bits and things like that. So yeah. there's probably not a lot of songs necessarily, but that's true of most concept albums anyway yeah. of that ilk, you know. It's so about it's, it's about moving a narrative forward rather yeah. than yeah. here's a song, here's a song. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. The whole piece is yeah. as a as as a song. Yeah. Yeah, just with yeah. multiple parts of like, you know. like like a symphony, it's meant to be played as a whole kind of thing. Aye. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, for it to make sense, or yeah, Aye. like you wouldn't take a, a part of a classical piece, you know, and, and and just listen to that one part. You would listen to the whole thing. So it's exactly the same, right? Yeah. Well, if, the first time I can remember really being um, aware of the wall was actually before I even heard the, the album, and I was really young, and my brother rented the video. Of the movie out of the video shop, so oh, I was yeah, the movie. Yeah. so I was really young. So you're probably talking maybe eighty seven something like that, run about there, and it it fucked to me seriously. I was really scared of it actually. There was because mm-hmm. a lot of it's really dark, you, uh, you know, so the, the, the bit the bit where he's got maggots all over him and stuff like that, and it, mm-hmm. you know it's just really unsettling. Yeah, 
and I'm yeah. watching it as a, as a small kid and, and it really frightened me. And it always kind of gave me that kind of, I was a little bit, that always kind of stopped with me a little bit, you know what I mean? And it, like, and it wasn't until years later, like Paul kind of, me and David kind of get into Pink Floyd around about the same time. So that would have been about, what, 92, 93, something like that. Somewhere around uh, about there, eh? 94. So it took me a while to get actually around to listening to their music. And we covered this in the last pod a lot. The reason that, you know, me and David didn't listen to them again was because of the kind of quote-unquote people um, that we knew that listened to Pink Floyd were kind of, for the want of a better word, arseholes. <laughs> um, so we kind of associated them with that. But obviously, you know, time passes, you know, you leave school, so you don't have those people in your life, and then you hear them again, and you think, no, this, this is good shit. Uh, so then you delve into it and obviously find out that they're one of the best bands that ever fucking existed, um, hands down. But um, yeah, so the wall, the, the film's the first thing. Then I gradually started buying records here and there. Um, and uh, I, I remember buying the wall, uh, and it just, ugh, like Paul said, it's, it's like a, it's just like, for me, the wall's perfect. It's a perfect album for me. Like I, I wouldn't take anything off it at all. I think everything mm-hmm. serves its place and and the narrative of the story. And I think all the music is great on it. Even like some of the maybe considered throwaway stuff, like you know, like um, bring the boys back home and stuff like that. And I mean, that Vera it's still yeah, Vera yeah, Lynn and stuff yeah, like that. I mean, yeah. the little snip, like you said, the little like vignettes, little interludes, but they're so important to building the, the vibe, the the character, and what he's going yep. through and his backstory. Yeah, yep. I mean, I mean, Roger Waters is a fucking genius. I mean, if he never did anything before or after this, he would still be a genius because this is. This is top five albums for me all time. The wall, uh, mm. I absolutely love it. Um, and I, I have to be, I like, I've got like maybe I listen to the wall maybe once, maybe twice a year. But when I listen to it, it's I'm absolutely there 100%. Mm-hmm. And I usually listen to it in bed with my headphones on, yeah. with the lights off. Uh, and I might sound kind of silly, but that's the way I like to listen to the wall. Perfect. Uh, at the weekend there I lay in the dark in my living room on the floor with the headphones on listening to it it's, aye, it's aye. superb it's yeah. the best it's the it's best a, way it's, it's an amazing way to listen to music aye. Aye. you're in that world you're in the, yeah. you're in the world of it you know yeah. because like, you've got no completely uh, immersed in it immersed yeah. eye because you've got no yeah. visual things to you know take your mind off it you know you're in pitch blackness you're in it creates a world I love records like that you know mm-hmm. th- this um, the downward spiral by nine inch nails, yeah, aye, very similar, um, exactly aye. the same. Yep, it kind yep, of takes you into, yeah, takes you into kind of world. world. Um, so, uh, aye, so I can't say enough great things about this album. It's an absolute masterclass in musical composition, and what else can you say, man? It's, it's yep. fucking brilliant, man. And I think, um, I think you know, you were talking about obviously how you experience it, you know, and and I think one of the successes of this album is the sound. The sound design on it, you know, the, amazing. All, the, amazing. all the all the different sound effects and things in the background, and mm-hmm. it just keeps it, it keeps that. Because I think if they weren't there, I think you know it would have been a lot drier. The album, oh, you know, yeah, didn't have those, oh aye, you know, aye. Um, it's like a movie. The film, I know it sounds yeah, silly because it was a movie, but when you listen yeah. to it with the eyes and the dark, you're seeing like you're saying, David, the 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 sound design flows right through it, keeping it like a movie. Yeah, like you yeah. know, movies don't go silent between yeah. scenes. You know what I mean? So yeah. it keeps that. Yeah. 
I agree Absolutely. completely. Absolutely, and then I think even to the point where, you know, Roger puts in a phone call, you know, and records uh, it with a long distance thing, and that's a real, fo- that's the real, that's real thing. And and that was that apparently Nick Mason was hung up. He thought it was aye, that's right. Somebody taking the piss, so he hung up and. You know, he keeps hanging up. You know, I don't know, and that's that's all real. It's not. You yeah, know, it's not. He did uh, it to I get that reaction. To get that, get that reaction, reaction from the yeah the collect call. Um, you know that he was putting in and stuff. So, um, so I so a lot of clever things going on out with the actual music. You know, yeah. <laughs> which is which is of course. And um, you've got to give props to uh, Waters as well. His Scottish accent's amazing. Oh, it's fucking really excellent! Cool. Aye, amazing. It's really good. Really good. Very convincing. <laughs> aye. 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 Um, one of the few people that can do one properly. Yeah. Uh, As expected, I'm, I'm, the, you know, I totally agree with you both. It's one, of, it's a masterpiece. It is a masterpiece, and I don't say that about a lot of albums. A lot of albums I love, but you know, I don't use really the, I, I don't use masterpiece lately. Mm-hmm. This is though. Um, Thankfully, you've got a couple, man. <laughs> they have indeed. They have indeed. Um, and I think even even though as much as there was turmoil in the band and all that, you know, obviously, you know, even Richard Wright was was sort of fired during during it, um, or certainly yeah. as sessions. We hired as a session guy. Yeah, yeah. weird. Even with all that, um, you know, happening in the band, it, it it seems a very together album. You know, oh, it's, aye, it's, it's totally. not, the music hasn't suffered, and I think that's. Largely down to you know Waters' dictatorship, you know, and the situation yeah. he's really, yep. really saying, look, you turn up in time, you know. I think you'd been pissed off with Bob Edrin for turning up, you know, the producer of the album yeah. for turning up late and stuff. He's like, I'm here, you know, let's go. Let's he just wanted people were there to work and, and get it done. Um, mm-hmm. and and in fairness, I think Richard, you know, even even David Gilmore and and you know Nick Mason were saying that Richard wasn't wasn't pulling his weight. You know, he, he tried to you know be a co-producer on it and but stuff and and he's going through a divorce and all that yeah the time. yeah no and listen they, they, these guys have got no don't no, seem to have any empathy no, no. for no not at all it's not very the highway I, I, it's like said they basically stopped picking Sid up yeah. because it's like I well he's not really much used to this anymore and, 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 then, and then write uh, guilty songs after the fact I, I then feel <laughs> guilty <about laughs> there, 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 there was absolutely <laughs> no fucking shine on you crazy diamond for um, Richard Waters when he got chipped Richard Wright you mean Oh, Richard Wright. Oh, sorry, Roger. Oh, sorry, I'm with you. I sorry. Oh, yeah. <laughs> ah, yeah, good point, man. Yeah. <laughs> um, oh, and, and of course, we need to mention our boy Fred on on in the flesh on the yep. keys on oh, the, the Hammond D three. Fred's a man. Uh, um, but um, I think um, like I say, it just I think I think it's I think it's Waters. I mean, as much as it's all been said about Waters, you know, the misery guts and you know, you know, he's dictator. Um, attitude. I think that's what when you're a genius and yeah. you're being dictated, you know, being, being a dictator, then yeah. you're gonna get you're gonna get something like the wall coming out. You know, it's um, yeah. and it's not always it's not, you're not always gonna get success with that, but certainly in the situation. Um, and yeah. and and, in, and to a lesser degree on animals and wish you were here, you know, you got that as well. Um, yeah. but tyrants, uh, tyrants get shit done. Yeah, know, yeah, fuck. yeah. I mean, uh, and I think this is just uh, absolute refusal to, to accept mediocrity. You know, that's why it was like, if you can't do it, you know, we'll get someone else. You know, that's why Nick I, Mason doesn't yep. even play in every song in this album. There's, mm-hmm. there's other drummers playing playing on this album. There's, you know, again, we talked about Fred Mandel coming in to play the Hammond, you know, yeah. Hammond B5, you know, that on, the, on In the Flesh. And, you know, so it's... Um, but there's so much light and shade on this album. Um you know it's you know it's dark, it's twisty, it's it's melancholy, it's beautiful. fantastic, it's beautiful, mm-hmm. it's playful, and that can be all in one song. 
Aye, aye, aye. You know, um, so it's got so much to it. Um, and, you know, obviously, you know, uh, we talked about, um, you know, we talked about David Gilmore. And I think David Gilmore's touch on this is, is really important. And as we talk about the final cut, you know, we'll realise that there's a big difference between this and the final cut from that point of view. Oh, absolutely. Um, you know, David's not really featured that much, that much on, on the final cut at all. Um, but, you know, you touched upon it as well at the start, Paul, that like, you know, that kind of, you know, the bitterness to the sweetness that mm-hmm. though they both are right. That's, oh, that's exemplified probably best on Comfortably Numb. You oh, know, aye. Of course, that's, yeah. that's a perfect song. Yeah, mm-hmm. that's it. So it's a blend of both, both characters really, really well. And of course, the guitar solo. Oh, First guitar solo is amazing. Mm-hmm. Second guitar solo is one of the best things I've ever written. You know, yeah, you know oh, so. That, 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 would, that would fucking make Hitler cry, that solo, yeah. man. <laughs> Even Waters, maybe. <laughs> Waters are sitting there. <laughs> I, I, Hitler's sitting next to Waters crying and Waters are just sitting there. He's cold, though, even. <laughs> no emotion. And, and of oh, course, the three of us saw him do it um, in, the, in the Armadillo. That's right. Aye, so we did. Aye, that's right. Yeah. Aye. Fucking amazing. Yeah. Um, Otherworldly, man. That's always. Yeah. Fucking, oh, what, 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 I mean, it's Wait, been documented how good it is, you know. Yeah. Of course, we had to sit through the whole of the On an Island album, but you know, uh, that, uh, it well, was worth sw- it in the end. You know? Swings and roundabouts in it, but uh, it was kind of good. They played that at the start, and then the second half of the show would get echoes. And uh, you, you know, was, <laughs> I know. Then so, all you heard was, yes. yes. Yeah. Um, I didn't actually realise when I was looking up the the notes for this. Um, I did, you know, the you know the, the information about the album. I didn't realise it was Harry Waters that. You know uh, Roger Waters' son, who's actually in his touring band now. It's him. It's him that says the the look. There's the a clean up, up in the sky. Uh, oh, it's uh, a uh, It's Harry Waters who's yeah. actually now playing keyboards for Roger now. So it, it, it sounded that weird that I always thought it was like an adult doing a, a kid's thing. Ah, yes, I don't know. If I know what you mean. I know what you mean. Yeah, yeah. Um, so uh, that was a wee bit weird. There was, but there's one big, big one for me, and it was, I again, I'd never noticed. Um. See the album um, when it starts, obviously before um, and the flesh comes in. You've got the little, but you've and it go, and it's at the end as well. Aye, you've got the vocal bit. Um, it starts and it says we came in, and then it starts. That's right. And Aye. you've got. I never ever knew what what the what what it was that was said there. And then when you get to the end of the album, it's you know, is this the bit where and it cuts off. And it goes in a loop. Aye, so is this the bit? Is this the uh, bit where? And then you go back to the start of the album, we come in, and you start the whole thing again. It's designed so to go around in a circle. To be around a circle. So I, I guess is this guy going to go through it all it's again? Just gonna, it's aye, just going to keep recurring and recurring. I, I mean, mean, that's it's fucking genius, man. That aye. is just you know, aye. Yeah. You know, we talked about that in the downward spiral. You know, I mean, there might be some Nine Inch Nails fans listening to this, but you know that you know the downward spiral is very much um, inspired by this. You know, um, oh, aye, majorly you know, aye. Time, you know, and and there's lots of clever things going on there as well but I mean I, I, I just didn't know I just I, it was, I was alright oh, jeez for all the years I've been listening to this album I had no idea that was that was part of it it's, it's the ultimate for me it's the absolute ultimate concept album hmm. yeah absolutely mm-hmm. it's the kind blueprint with that. it's the blueprint man and uh, it's um, obviously you know what shall we do now was the track that um, that was wasn't included in the album because of space, because obviously in that time, you know, it's an 80-minute album, they couldn't fit it on the vinyl. Um, so that got chopped off the album, and obviously it appears in the, the, the Wall movie. 
Um, you know, the, so that's the ding, 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 kind of heavier one. Aye, aye that's the one. So um, that's a great, that's a great song as well. Aye. You obviously they, they did it live on the wall tour, and you you can hear it on the, you know, the wall live. Is anybody out there one that they released in two thousand, which is obviously audio from the yeah, wall tour, of course, yeah. um, and it's in that. So, but that's that's uh, you know that again, that's another excellent excellent tune. You know, um, that, that actually didn't even make the album. You know. Um, and I think, um, what was I going to say? Sorry, two seconds. Something popped in my head. Uh, coming back to the movie, I know the movie's, you know, was made a few years later. And I think you mentioned, Joe, obviously, about, you know, being a kid watching it and it be, you know, kind of unsettling you and, and, mm-hmm. and all that kind of stuff because it's pretty grim and all that. Mm-hmm. I remember Roger talking about it um, when he was doing, I think he was doing the audio commentary for it. And he was saying that the, my only regret about the movie is there's no humour in it. And he says, I'm actually, actually, uh, you know, as much as people might not realise, I'm quite a humorous guy, you know, and and there's, you know, and there's none of that in it. It's just juxtaposition. It's just uh, all the grim. It's kind of the whole way, you know. um, I like that. I kind of like that. (laughs) 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 Exactly. You know, there's there's a lot to like about it. But I mean, uh, just musically, it's absolutely just, just perfect. Absolutely just perfect. Absolutely perfect, and it covers a lot of styles as well, you know. Um, yeah. even even like another brick in the wall part two, you know, the, the disco beat and the doom. yeah, it, funk disco it funk, it almost yeah. be like fucking the Bee Gees or something, you know. Oh, aye, like, easy, staying alive, aye, aye you know, aye. It's just, somebody should do a mashup. That's it, um, because I think, um, that was really that was mostly Bob Ezrin that's idea to do that, do it that way, and uh, and I think the kids in and all that, as yeah, well. yeah, yeah. And I think, I think when he did that himself with it, telling the band, didn't that, yeah. I think Waters was was blown away by it but David wasn't too keen on it being that kind of disco beat and stuff I know he was too keen on it but um but there's there's just so much going on and the and the sound effects you know you know don't leave me now you've got oh it's horrendous man but in the best possible and in the background and stuff it's just like that's one of the songs that genuinely when I'm listening to that at night it actually gives me a bit of the creeps yeah yeah it's yep. so horrible. It's like yep. you've stepped into like a horror, like a, a nightmare at that point. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and yep. the lyrics are horrific, and yep. I love it yep. for aye. it. It's just perfectly yep. matched with the. It's perfectly matched with somebody who's just a piece of shit. Because obviously yeah, that's yep. kind of what that's aye. trying to represent how weak he is. His and, marriage is broken down, and you know, and the reasons why and stuff. Because he he's so blind, he doesn't realise yep. why when it's actually him that's caused it all. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. We, we talked about lyricists. You know, we've talked about oh. that a lot and a lot in oh. the, uh, these podcasts. You know, and, and he is just his lyrics are just so good. Just, yeah. just paint a paint a picture every time. Yeah, he, even 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 when the music isn't necessarily like you know living up to it, and you know at certain points, you know lyrically, you know he's he, he very really lets you down you know so oh if, if, if at all aye. If at all, aye. aye absolutely um anything else on on the wall anything that we want to because i mean it's it's obviously it's you know just just kind of outside the music and you know the phenomenon of of the wall you know it's sold I mean, it's sold 30 million it's the biggest seller <laughs> after, biggest seller after dark side um you know for Pink floyd so um so so it's it's, it's it's one of these these albums that's just uh just seeped into into everybody's consciousness, you know. Even whether you're a Floyd fan or not, it's that iconic Aye. cover, the, the the bricks in the wall, and you know, it's it's just hard to get away. And it's interesting because also up to that point, you had Storm Ferguson um, and Hypnosis doing the, the covers, and then they had a falling out, um, or Roger had a falling out with uh, Storm, and um, that's why it's it's it wasn't designed by 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 them at the time. 
And um, also when you open the gatefold, you've got the Gerald Scarf. Um, oh, amazing artwork. You know, artwork. Yeah. And it's interesting because you see the you see the stadium there, and it's and it very much looks like the stadium in Montreal. Aye. So that so, so that's it's very very similar. So obviously that's maybe, maybe used a photo from it. Yeah, it's, it's I maybe copied it. I just because obviously yeah. that was the that was the they spat on the guy. Aye, that was the kind of the start of it all, you know. And, and, and <laughs> great to use. I mean, even even to the point where you know, obviously the first track and albums in the flesh. So it's just it's just picking up for that that moment. And then the flesh tour and you know animals. Aye. And then bang, this is directly related to that situation. And you know, it's. Um, uh, it's funny when you're you're talking about the artwork, the gate, and you, you mentioned the gatefold. I, I I remember being at uni, you know, and the, uh, this guy in my class, we, we were in a secondhand record shop in Glasgow, and um, he's like, oh, I love doing this, and he, he went, you know, he went through the Pink Floyd section, picked up a copy of the wall when he opened the gatefold, and he sniffed the spine. He's like, aye, he's like every every fucking time. I'm like, what? What? <laughs> and he's like, you can smell the hash. He's like, oh, right. ah, <laughs> would, have been, would have been rolling up, would have been rolling up, yeah. skinning up. People would sit with the gatefold open, rolling their joints, and you know, little bits, fibres, or whatever, would you know, find their way into the, the gate. <laughs> he's, 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 brilliant. he's like, anyone or oh, dark side of the moon, I, uh, <laughs> and, uh, I, I, I was need a huge, uh, you know, he might have said animals on a lot, I don't know, but I'd, I'd, uh, I'd imagine wish you were here, had a pretty good smell off it as well. But aye, yeah, well, it was just, that, just that wasn't a gatefold right enough, so I maybe, oh, well, maybe not. Then, <laughs> so, but, um, yeah, it was just when you mentioned gatefold, I just, I just uh, that memory came in my head. That's <laughs> funny, <laughs> shit, man. Oh, I nothing album cover. Oh, I've got uh, something sort of related to this as well, quite another wee kind of anecdote to add to that. Um, I worked in the I worked in the Southern with Gary, my brother, for Southern General Hospital for people that are listening. Uh, for a very short period of time, it was between jobs, and I worked there for two weeks. And there was a a stoner worked beside me, and um, <laughs> all he did was listen to Pink Floyd and smoke dope. And um, he told me this one day, he's like, "Hey man, he's like, me and my brother just got a new dog." And I was like, oh, "All right, cool man, what are you calling it?" And he's like. We don't know. We're either going to call call it Floyd or Rizzler. <laughs> I say, and I say, why don't you just call it Floyd Rizzler? That's like a cool name. Floyd Rizzler. Rizzler after the cigarette papers, you know uh, what I mean? Floyd brilliant. or Rizzler. It was probably his copy of the wall that my stuffing now. Quite possibly, aye. Quite possibly. <laughs> but, uh, I, I like. I think we've said it all. I mean, I've not really teased out the out the tracks. Any any tracks you want to tease out before we sort of move on to to the next album? Anything um, in particular you wanted to talk about? Or uh, so much, man. Um, where do you start? Mother is amazing. You know, yeah, yeah. fucking again that the kind of you know the play between Waters and and Gilmore and that song yeah. and stuff is just the same sort of thing. Is comfortably numb. You know, it's just mm. it's just the perfect match of sweet and yeah. sour. You know. Yeah. <laughs> uh, um, I think even in mother, you know, the whole um, you know overprotective mum, you know, oh, that's never going to let you let you actually get out the house and actually do anything. It's, like, it's real dark. Gonna, yeah, yeah. It's really, it goes between like the way comfortably Norm does. It kind of goes between yeah, two narratives, yeah. and but I mean, there's so much good, great stuff on it. Um, oh, Jesus, it escapes your mind. Uh, on the running is amazing. Do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Again, the uh, how uh, run like hell I, even I run, run like hell on the run. Yeah, yeah, run like yeah. hell, Jesus Christ. Um, I how. How angry he sings it and stuff yeah. like that. They spits the words out, and I'm yeah. just like, this guy's just 
even in uh, waiting for the worms, the way to aye, and he's got the megaphone bit, it's like it's just smashing their windows and kicking the doors. Aye, it's so sinister. That's what he's as we get through the dictator part, you know, he's he's imagining he's a dictator on stage, and aye, absolutely amazing, man. You know, the whole fucking record's. Brilliant. Uh, <laughs> Pure easy way out with that one. Old record. <laughs> this has been very insightful. It's just gone, oh, what an album. <laughs> but uh, again, if you're listening to this, you'll know how good it is, you know. Um, and if you don't and you're listening to this, I'm a bit puzzled. Um, just get the wall on. And in fact, stop listening to this and get the wall on, yeah. you know. Um, oh, in the flesh, David, remember we covered it in our old band. We we Life. used to mess we used to mess about with that, but it wasn't it wasn't that. It was what shall we do now? We actually covered no the ding ding ding. Ah, so was so was. No, it's just like aye, Shall we buy a new guitar? That's right, man. So I and we were a metal band as well when we played that. That's right, aye. Pretty cool. I think we've got it in video somewhere. Actually, we're giving that one. Oh Jesus! Need to dig it out, man. For all giggles. Everyone will be on Twitter asking for it. Aye. They'll no. cut that bit out. Aye, maybe. Nah. <laughs> I'm ashamed of that shit, man. You <laughs> young, right. you, you, you're fucking young lost, you cunt. Young <laughs> lost. <laughs> young, dumb and full of cum. Exactly. Oh, Jesus. I know. I, 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 uh, uh, all right, so we we obviously the wall. I, I don't know if I mentioned obviously the wall came out in 1979, and then the next Pink Floyd album we get is in 1983, and that's the final cut album. And um, this is this is a kind of um, this is you know, we talked about the you know the cracks starting to you know starting from after Dark Side and slowly kind of getting worse and worse. and you know, the wall um, kind of really coming to the fore during the recording process. It really, really became, you know, almost like really bad at this point, you know, uh, with the final cut because it was essentially Waters calling the shots completely and utterly. Um, although you could argue he was doing that in, on the wall, but, you know, there was still very much involvement from David and, you know, and, and Nick Mason at that point, certainly. Um, and Rick did obviously play on the wall as well. But in this album, uh, obviously Rick had been, you know, asked to leave and he's left the band at that point and he's not on the album. So we get Michael Kamen coming in, playing keyboards on the album and uh, co-producing it with uh, with Roger. Um, and even the drums, the drums are done by a guy called Andy Newmark. So Nick Mason is doing sound effects on this album, essentially. Mason, does he actually play drums in that? There might be one or two so. two songs, um, but you know, from what I can gather, it's it's right. And actually, even when you listen to it, you know, some of the bits on it, you're like, I, I don't think Nick could actually do that. I, I was um, thinking that myself, I, uh, you know, I so think it's um, tasty, I, because uh, you know, no harm to Nick Mason, but he's not the most fantastic drummer in the world, and and um, so yeah, he was he was kind of resigned to, to sound effects, you know, and and so Waters obviously like. You know, there's there's stuff left off from the wall because obviously when they when Waters took in the, the you know the material to to the band and I guess to Bob Ezrin they started sifting through it and finding out what they wanted to keep um, and what they you know they, they wanted to discard. So there was a few songs left over from that 
And the idea was they were actually going to create a soundtrack for the wall movie. So that was Walter's original idea. He was going to just kind of, you know, put these extra songs in and just, you know, flesh it out into a, into a soundtrack album. And I think the working title of Loose Bricks, you know, so obviously they're very, very much related to the wall, wall there. But what happened at that point was um, the, the Falklands conflict happened in 1982. And that really kind of got Walter's thinking, actually, I don't know, this is kind of really annoying me. And now I feel I've got something to say on the back of this. And, he started sort of piecing together this uh, concept um, around the post-war dream. So as far as he was concerned, um, you know, after World War II, we all kind of agreed almost that we, we should have a peaceful world from now on. And now we're going to war over some some nonsense, you know, where, you know, that, you know, that, and, you know, Maggie, you know, Maggie's mentioned a lot, you know, Maggie Thatcher, um, you know, why are we going to war over this nonsense, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, so that he felt kind of let down by that. And of course, his father's died in the Second World War in Anzio in Italy. And I think he probably feels it's a bit of a betrayal of his, you know, his father's died in vain because it was all meant to be for a, you know, mm-hmm. To make sure these things are good, greater good, yeah. absolutely. You know, so I think there was all a lot of these things going around, you know, going around his head at that time. So he just decides to build this concept around around that. Um, you know, I, I mean, Waters himself said the album was a misery to make. You know, um, you know that was his own words, and he didn't enjoy the experience. You know, he's he said really? so. I would have thought he did, man. Listen, no, to it. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, he, he didn't enjoy the experience, and. Um, he, you know, he's had some regrets about it. Although, you know, he, I think, I think, overall, he is he is pleased with it. But, um, you know, there's obviously even working with Michael Kamen. There's a point where Michael Kamen is, you know, Roger's trying to get this vocal line down, and he just he's just not his day basically, and he just can't get get this vocal line. And then he looks in the booth, and Michael Kamen's actually just sitting writing something, and Waters gets really pissed off and says, "What the fuck are you writing?" You know. And Michael Kamen's been writing, I must not fuck sheep over and over again on legal pad. You know, I must not fuck sheep. I must not fuck sheep. So even Michael Kamen, crazy, man. Uh, at that point was fucking, he was, he was cracking. <laughs> he was cracking as much as Waters was or anybody else. So I think the whole, <laughs> the whole situation was just, just fucked up, you know. Glad into uh, the record, I must say. Aye, uh, aye, uh, it certainly does. Uh. Can you give us the root of that conflict? Um, the root, I don't really know. It's very hard to pin down the root. I mean, basically, uh, Roger had one idea of how he thought the album should be, and a very strong idea of how he wanted it to be. Um, and I simply thought he was wrong in, in the approach to it in several areas, and uh, told him so, tried to uh, get some change and uh, he wasn't willing to and it got to the point of arguments being so sort of uh, severe because our outlook was so opposed at that time that uh, he didn't want me to continue producing it because it was um, not achieving anything it was just my opinion was so different that uh, it was just being counterproductive Um, so i stopped working on the production of the album um, and left it entirely to him. I said, well, you know, you go ahead and do it, finish it. And so he had the opportunity to make the album exactly the way he wanted to make it. And um, I went in and played guitar when I was required. Um, 
that's how the album finished up. Um, personally, I don't like it very much. I, I still think that um, the way I wanted to do it would have been a much better way of doing it. Why don't we get into it? Because I know, I mean, I know, I, I know this album backwards. I know fucking every sound on this album. It's uh, you know, it's an album I've listened to a lot since I first heard it. And um, you know, but it's not as you know, Joe's maybe not as familiar with it. Am I correct right. saying that? Yeah, yeah. So up until obviously listening to it for this, there'll be one or two things that maybe you know you're familiar nah, with. Yeah, 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 yeah. But um, overall, as an album, so what I'll do is I'll start. I'll start off with yourself, Joe, because I think that'll be interesting. I will get your take on on the final cut. Yeah, for, again, I I don't know why. You know, my I, I loved you know like metal right through to the wall, and you know and. I don't know why I never really bothered with this album. I think maybe I listened to it years ago and it was the wrong time to listen to it or whatever, you know, because, you know, even when you listen to it now, you know, as a record, you need to be in the mood to listen to. Yeah. Um, so for the for the purpose of the podcast, I actually sat and I listened to it. I listened to it twice all the way through. Um, I must say, for me, it's it's... Really, really, really lopsided. That for me, Gilmore seriously missed on this, and and so is you know Rick. For me, this to me is like bare bones of Waters. And as much as I love Waters for the wall, and you know for the most part, Waters was his vision, and the guys are like I said before, <clears throat> he's a genius. Yeah. For this, it, it sounds to me this album sounds exactly what it is, and it's musical ideas that were left over because to me there's so much so much repetition and melodies vocal patterns even like reused parts like exact parts from songs and the wall so that kind of left maybe a wee bit of a better taste in my mouth but i'm finding it hard because but maybe because i love the wall so much i'm finding it really difficult to listen to this album and really appreciate this as another body of work because I'm just hearing the wall echoing constantly. I think that's I think that's the yeah, I think that's the risk, you know, that obviously because I think there's four tracks. I think there's like four, four, at least yeah. at least four tracks that were left off the wall that are on this album. Right. And because obviously thematically the wall, you know, you've got um little pieces of music that are revisited through the whole Aye. album yep. as 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 most concept albums are, you know, the walls be a little bit, you know, a little hook. Or yeah. something that you'll go back to, and you know we'll revisit it. You know the big one in the walls. Do 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 yeah, You know, actually, used a lot. There's a few other few little phrases and stuff. Mm-hmm. So I think I think what you're hearing is probably the bits that would have been in the wall. Oh, yeah, oh absolutely. no, no, that, but that, but that's what I'm saying. I'm kind of agreeing with you in the, from the point aye. of view that that's a risk because you know oh, it's a whole new album. But you have kind of explained, you know, you've got melodically some of the same things going on. Yeah. Um, yeah. Whereas if it was called Spare Bricks or something, almost like, you know, like, maybe... there's a connection to it. Aye, you know? exactly. You know, so, exactly. It, so you'd maybe forgive it a little bit more. 100%. So, so, and I think and I think on the final cut, you've got the 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 thing he does it does you know and uh, that's on that's on the wall a lot and it's on this album uh, quite a few times yeah. as well you know so yeah, so sorry totally. Joel just to kind of yeah yeah just no I totally agree with you. <clears throat> so obviously that you know again and I'm thinking you know if I was a fan at the time and this came out this is like four years later I'd be thinking to myself what the fuck is this this you know what I mean it's like it's too close there's so much time passed and you couldn't really come up with anything. Because I mean, 
wish you were here doesn't sound anything like the wall, you know, and vice, you know, um, dark side doesn't sound anything like wish, you know what I mean? So yeah, yeah. you've got a massive period of time passes and then you're basically getting all the same, well, not all the same, but a lot of the same melodies again. And I just think it's a bit, for me, this, whereas there's always one cohesive piece of work, he went into it completely to make that album what it was. Like you said, this was, this was shoehorn to become a concept album about something that was already left over from another concept album. So that he should have came up with a whole new theme. It was bit, for me, he should have moved these songs to the side completely and wrote a whole new yeah. bunch of music. I mean, I mean, the the logical thing would have been to do the pros and cons idea. Abs- that, aye, absolutely. I hitchhiker with, but, with, with Floyd. Aye, but I think that the band were. Oh, they were done at that. They were, they were done, basically, aye, you know. Aye. So I mean, I think, um, see, yeah. see, even on that, you know, um, even on that, when you when you actually listen to pros and cons of hitchhiking, there's actually some stuff on that that's repetitive oh, as aye. well. From oh, like, you yeah. can actually hear the same the same melodies as well, oh, mm-hmm. you know, on on the pros and cons. So I think at that point, Roger was repeating himself, you know, um, he was, aye. you know, uh, at, at that point in time, you know. So it's it's. You know, you can, you, we can. Well, I'm not going to really get the time to get into it, get into the reasons why that might be the case at this moment in time. But you know, because we've got two other albums we want to talk about after this. But um, Paul, do you want to pick up things on? You want to think, pick up things on the the final cut then? Yeah, I, I, it's um, well, despite um, well, I'll, I'll start by saying that this, that, yeah, I, I I just listened to the the received wisdom that this wasn't very good, so I kind of just didn't really listen to it, you know, for many years, really. Um, but any time I did put it on, uh, <laughs> yeah, it's it, it's good. It's, you know, um, I, I wouldn't say I enjoyed it, but it was, you know, I could see that there was something there. And there's something that's there is the, the songwriting of Roger Waters, you know. It's still, he's still got the touch in terms of writing those words, and that his lyrics some, are good. Just still, there's just some stunning words in here, and uh, you know, I think it's more words are, uh, for me. Uh, sorry, Paul, that, that, like no, just, no, just, no. just to, to agree with what you're saying here, as was one of the things I was going to say is, whereas the wall was a juxt- was that the music was amazing and the lyrics were amazing for me, the lyrics are very good in this album, but I don't think a lot of the music yeah. lives up to how good the yeah. lyrics are. And I, and I think I think you're right. Uh, uh, yeah, compared to the wall right. and compared to the other albums, musically, it's it is almost one dimensional. Yeah. It's like you know, almost like a kind of demo like thing. It's like I right, okay, we'll move things about, we'll add things, we'll mm-hmm. you know later on, but we'll just get the idea down kind yeah. of thing. And um, and and as David said, you know, in the the, the kind of preamble, um, I don't think anybody could be fucked. You know, really working on it, and you know. Um and Gilmer was just it was like why why are we using um tracks that then couldn't make it on the wall why so what makes them good to be on this album so good to be on this album he's got a point you know, that type of no, thing. he's got a point um and uh, yeah so it's it's like it sounds like a contractual obligation type deal you know it's like well, I think, they, they I think in- something that kind of thing. I think in um, similar to Rick on the wall, um, even Nick Mason was saying this um, in his book. Uh, David wasn't coming up with anything, though. That's the problem. Nah, 
Yeah. Wallace ah, was right, saying, okay. Wallace was saying, like, well, what, have, what have you got then? Aye, aye. And he wasn't, he wasn't <laughs> coming up with it in time, or, you know, it's too late, or, mm-hmm. you know. Um, Maybe so his they, ball was just bust, though. Do you know yeah, what I mean? Yeah, aye. So, 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 you know, I don't think David was that. He wasn't. He wasn't saying. Well, here, here's fucking ten songs. Uh, you know, like yeah. you know, let's let's pick two or three that are good, and we'll. So, um, you know, it's just try to find reasons why you know because because I don't think I ultimately don't think as much as Waters you can argue as a cunt and a, you know a megalomaniac and all that. It, I don't think if the material was good that you know that Waters would have said no. There's no. There's, this oh, is I my, agree. This, this is I my agree. thing. I think he would have said right. Okay, let's find a way. And you know yeah. whether he would have said. Stuffed them for the the royalties. I don't know. And he said, "No, this is mm. my concept. This is my album. The way he did with the wall. You know, this is right. my album. Yeah. You know, um, who knows? But I, I don't think it would have discarded any decent musical ideas. So, I, th- I think it was. I think there was some some stuff going on there that you. Know, I think the situation was. It, it's not surprising that an album like this came out, basically. Oh, aye, aye, aye. You know, um, I think Gilmore had already left. He just hadn't told him yet. You know? Aye, aye. He certainly checked out and I, and I watched aye, Pink yeah. Floyd anyway. So, um, But um, my thoughts on this album, I heard this, like I say, I, I, I can't remember pinpointing the time. It would have been in the 90s sometime and I, you know, I bought the bought the record and I listened to it. And the first thing that I noticed about it was, oh, I've heard this, you know, because I've already heard the wall like a million mm-hmm. times by that point. I've heard a lot of these things before. Um, so it was very much, it did feel very much like it was a follow-up to the wall um, in a thematic sense, you know, certainly a musical um, sense, or I'd say rather a thematic sense. But although there are similarities, you know, in themes as well, you know, the war is his father and and that kind of thing. So there are kind of some themes that are overlapping. Um, but I have to say, um, I, I guess I'm the anomaly here because I absolutely love this album. I actually... Oh, no, no, I, I, I... Don't get me wrong, I love it as well. Right. I really do. I don't uh, pick up that vibe for you. You're just gonna say it sounds like no, demo but you know, and but you never let me finish. Aye, but you're just you I just thought you'd finished. You, I think. No, I thought you'd I finished. He's <laughs> like from my father's father's from my father's 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 You do where was I? Then I'll come back in. I'll come back in. Right, okay, sorry, I no, I I thought you to be honest, Paul. I thought I was about to say, but no, Scottish are just boring me. So <laughs> um, <laughs> but no, I do I do genuinely love the album. And listen, I, I accept, you know, I accept what Joe's saying, and I think um um it's it's it, I, I think for me, I think I think lyrically, and I think musically, I don't know if, if it'll click with maybe Joe at some point when you get beyond the fact that there's, there's repetition and there's themes being used again. Yeah. I don't know if maybe at some point in the future you'll go, all right, fair enough. I've, got, on the lyrics, I've, can, I've maybe got over that and maybe some of the... Because I think... Cause, there's like good I say, stuff on this, man. I, 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 I meant to say that as well. I oh, yeah, yeah. Absolutely, I think there's maybe yeah. four, four, actually four songs in this that I think are great. Yeah. So, I mean, there's great shit on it. Absolutely. But I think musically, I, I think musically this is, this is excellent. I don't think it's, you know... Um, even this, you know, the way it starts off, obviously, you know, um, you know, it starts off talking about, you know, get clips, clips in the news and one of the newscasters is talking about the fact that the, you know, one of the ships that were destroyed in the, the, the Atlantic conveyor. 
the Atlantic conveyor, that's the one, is isn't that going to the replacement's going to be built in Japan? So that's an immediate thing. You know, the yards were still in the Clyde if the Japanese weren't away. The yeah, well, take work away a fall, from a fallout shelter in Peterborough or something as well, something like that. They mentioned, sorry. right? Ah, that's right. Uh, There's another the uh, news. So obviously, it's starting off. So you're building up this team, and, and again, he's again, we talked about the, the noise, uh, or sorry, the sound design on the wall, and I think it's very similar to a lesser degree on this. You know, yeah. it's maybe not successful, obviously. The wall is the wall is colossal compared to this. I'm not comparing ah, it, nah, you can't know, so compare it. It's like no, no, ah, it's ah, apples but, and oranges, isn't it? Um, but I, I do do genuinely, and and even the Gunner's Dream, um, which is the fourth song on the album, I think. Um, the bit even when Roger says you you take a frail hat, take a frail hand and hold on to the dream, and, and he hits that dream note, and the sax comes aye. in just at the same, hits aye. the same note. That's aye, really that really cool. cool. It's that really cool. really so. There's there's interesting things going on here musically, yeah. and and right. and. And even Paranoid Eyes, I think Paranoid Eyes is a beautiful song. I think it's brilliant. Yeah. The, the piano at the start is just lovely. You know, the, yeah. you know, and, tight, tight, tight. and you take a fresh really grip good. on your bulletproof mask. That was one of the lines <laughs> that we Joe used to laugh at, you know, through the years. But, but obviously, with that, that means is you know you're you're getting you know you're getting into the you're getting into the pub. You're going to have to face like your mates and all that. So you're having to hide behind this mask, basically, and this mask of yeah. people you know like goading you and kind of like trying yeah, to get, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, insults. Ah, uh, exactly. You know, so you're having to pretend you're something you're not and all that. So, so um, like going to the pub with us, done it. Aye. Aye. Um, it was like the three talking to each other, actually. But yeah, I think <laughs> <laughs> um there's not I mean it's it's there isn't a lot of hope on this album and, and it just oh, you know shit. and and I think and I think that's that's and it's an indication that you know for me it's an indication of water's just feeling let down. You know, it yeah. feels let down by you know, by you know everything that's 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 happened, and you know that obviously Fulton's conflict kicking up and all that. So he feels, you know, and I, and I think um, I think obviously being a Pink Floyd album, I don't think necessarily. I think I think Nick had said Nick Mason had kind of agreed with Roger on the you know his, his sort of political views, and you know, but David was a bit more like Ugh, just didn't really want to get the involved, political shit. You know, mm-hmm. I um, and obviously, Walter's personal story with his dad is is kind of like going through this album, you know. Because when the Tigers broke free, is not on the final cut, but they shoehorned it mm-hmm. into the. Do you know something? The, the you know the re-release, you know. Um, yeah. Can, can I just say the, something? It's a wall movie. Yeah, sorry, Joe. No, no, sorry. It's relative. Just to, to mm-hmm. see when I listened to this the first time. I listened to when obviously when the Tigers broke free because, like you said, it's included in the, the yeah. track list and. But see, when I went back and listened to it again, minus that song, I enjoyed the album more. Yeah. So that actually had an effect taking that song out for me. Yeah. I thought that was one of the ones I was a bit, it was just like, this is just like. It was, weird. It was a weird place on the album as well. Really doing anything. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I mean, it's like I, fourth or something. Ah, if, if I was Waters, I'm, 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 I'm going to guess Waters had actually nothing to do with this reissue and I'm shoehorning this in. Because mm-hmm. where they've put it as well doesn't make any sense because it caught me by surprise. Because obviously, you know, I'll listen to the record, you know, when I'm listening ah, to this album. Course. And then for this, I've been listening to Spotify on the headphones. Then, then that kicked in. And I was like, "The fuck," you know. And I it threw me completely. You know, it and just feels out of place. And because musically, where it was, you know, where it'd been to that point, it was like the wrong place for it. So, so even sequence wise, it was in the wrong place. So, so obviously for you listening, to it, Joe, you know, I, you know, I, I would get why you'd be like, almost like a wee bit fatigued by that point. I absolutely. Know? But when yeah, I listened so. to it again the same time, I actually enjoyed I, it. 
more you know, because that song and you didn't include that song in it. Aye. Because yeah. it's um Paul, have you got a track list in there? I've Absolutely. got it. Have I? I Paul's got it. See see the one after that. It's it's because it's the one I always forget the name the, of the one because the, the hero's return. Heroes returns because that goes in with the Gilmore there. That's a good tune. Because they went into that and they wouldn't have been tigers. When yeah. the tigers were went into that, yeah. so you're picking up the pace, Aye, totally changing the vibe and all that, you know. Aye, yeah. absolutely. Sequences just that goes to show how important sequences uh, is in an album, man. The wrong song at the wrong point in an album can completely yeah. fuck an album up, man. Hundred percent. I mean, I do, I do, I think when the tigers broke free is a great fucking song, but it just, it's just not. It, well, it's not on the album for a start, right. and and mm. it, you know, it was on, it was in the Wall movie, obviously, uh, you know, as we said, but. um you know, even you know, in the lyrics and that, I know, you know, it's um, and that's how the high command took my daddy away from me. You know, that, Aye, that, you know it's, 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 is that is that one of the ones? Got, you know, it's got a lot, of, a lot of the themes for the wall in it. Ah, yeah, it's got same See, that that again put me in a, a bad mood right aye, away. Aye, so yeah, early yeah. early on listening aye, to it, so that makes yeah. perfect sense. There's a lot of you know, there's a lot of, a lot of orchestration on this one. You hear the you hear the kind of almost like the army choir kind of type. Aye. Aye. Yeah, yeah. I, I think it's a beautiful song. I really, aye, really it's, do. It's a great song. It's a great um, song. But I, it's just I where it is in the album, and yeah, and it's not on the album they, where they put it. So aye, where they put it, and, and, and it's released or whatever. Yeah. Aye, and it shouldn't be, it shouldn't actually be on the album. Yeah. Um, but I think this it's even like the see the orchestration on the album, um, and I think that's been the the benefit of having Michael Kamen. Yeah. Um, on you know on this the, the orchestration. Even, even it's a lot of really, really subtle orchestration on it, stuff that you wouldn't necessarily notice, you know, um, if you hadn't, you weren't kind of like paying attention. And I think, yeah, just I think that's been Michael Kamen's kind of, you know, input into this. You know, there's lots of really, really lush, lush stuff going on. I, I think when you talk about side one and side two, side one is the best, side two. It's got its moments. I think this, the song, the final cut, you know, the second last song that's on the that's album, it's a brilliant. fucking great song. I mean, Fletcher aye, Memorial it, Home is, is a great song yeah, as well. Aye, um, aye. But I think that, you know, that I can understand maybe, you know, dropping off slightly in side two, um, you know, Southampton Dock and things like that. Although, I mean, there's not anything on this I don't like, personally, but... Mm-hmm. Um, I'd, for me as well, I, I mean, nothing, nothing I'm like, fuck, that's terrible. It's just, yeah, I think yeah. it was just a retracing of themes, you know, that I was yeah. just kind of, it was kind of like, if, yeah. if I was a fan four years ago, after the wall came out, and but you know, I, I, I it's a very, it's a very heavy album, obviously. It's quite, it's quite, you know, it's not, you know, you, you know what you're going for, you know, when you put this on, you know, so it's kind of mm-hmm. the right frame of mind you need to be in almost to listen to it. Um, oh, but but it doesn't. In, in fairness, it's it doesn't. I mean, I think we're probably similar. Actually, I would say that. But it doesn't grim me out. You know. No, not at all. You know, oh, I, I would listen music. to it. Yeah, uh, exactly. Almost kind because sometimes it makes me feel better at the end. In some it ways, always <laughs> makes me feel better. You know, wallowing <laughs> in somebody else's fucking misery. You know. <laughs> exactly. But no, I, I genuinely, I, that, you know, as, as as ludicrous as it might sound, um, maybe to Joe at this early stage, you know, just kind of starting to kind of uh, digest this album. This is one of my favorite albums. Um, no, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go back and listen to it again because yeah, there's yeah. enough. There's enough in it that I enjoyed. Aye, aye, to go back. Uh, I'd be interesting, like maybe in a year down the line, to see if it's get worse for you or better for you. Or I don't think it'll get worse. But um, it's. But I love it. But the but the thing is, see, see to be honest, see when it's all said and done, this is essentially a Roger Waters album, and one hundred percent. Yeah, you know, it, yeah. It is, there's there's no. There's no, there's no denying I mean, it's, it's a Warsaw I, I, album. 
Gilmer, Gilmer's literally guesting on this album, you know, really. Aye, totally. He's fucking uh, hardly on yeah. it. Aye. Um, it's like their yeah. hot space. Yeah. Aye. <laughs> grim hot space. Grim space. <laughs> grim space. <laughs> um, uh, but grim, no, no. The it's, grim cut. Aye. <laughs> Aye, but I think I mean maybe if it was a Waters album, if it was if it was a Waters album, it might have been you know it might it might have been looked upon differently by by some people. I just see it as a Pink Floyd album. I'm fully aware of the context around it and and mm-hmm. how almost how ridiculous it is to call it a Pink Floyd album. But but, um, there's, but there's still enough there that it's got it sounds like a Pink Floyd album, and there's not you know three of the guys in Pink Floyd worked on it. Yeah. A certain, I agree at a lesser degree, so it's a Pink Floyd album. And I know, mean, the, uh, the only song Dave sings on, um, not now, John. He's I mean, fucking raging on it. He's, he's fucking let off the <laughs> leash. It's like, you know, it's like, uh, <laughs> fuck all that. <laughs> it's like, yeah, I, like, I like the back singles. The back singles. <laughs> <laughs> that's I like that song, by the way. That song's cool. I know. That's, 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 that's for me, it's kind of like, you know. It's kind of it was needing something like that because if it didn't aye, have that man, aye. it would have been. Fucking I, I suppose that that, that that aye. is maybe uh, even though the lyrics are a wee bit grim as well, but they're, they're, it's a wee bit of levity, a wee, a wee bit of oh, you know levity, humor or whatever that, yeah. you know, totally, and, and amongst all this, yeah, aye. Uh, pretty serious, pretty yeah, yeah, grim stuff. Um, okay, I, I mean, I, I, um, I, I love this album as well. Um, I started off, you know, maybe sounding a bit negative about it, but you know, I'm just trying to, you know, it's not, it's not the wall, it's not. it's not as good as animals. It's no wish I were here, and it's no dark side, but it is a very, very good album. Um, can I just shock you? I'm going to do my own parties. Can I just oh, shock oh, you? Yeah, I would listen to this more than I would listen to Dark Side of the Moon. And, and I'm not trying well, to be I'm not trying to be a hipster cunt or anything. No, Listen no, no, me no. genuinely. I know. I, 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 as much as I as I love Dark Side, they're excellent songs. And we discussed this in the first one, and I do love them. I don't want to come across like I'm revising what I said about it. I, I'm not. But I, I prefer Floyd when there's more happening. You know, there's more going on. Or like even the previous album, you had Echoes, you know, and there's just so many things going on, you know, like, you know, things happening. I think for Dark Side, there's, it's just, there's there's a lot of space on it. There's like tons of space. Yeah, I, I get what you and, mean. Mike. You know, and I'm not saying I just want everything to be complex all the time. I don't mean that, but there's just something, maybe it's just my personality. I don't know, but I just connect with this album more than I do Dark Side of the Moon. Mm-hmm. And I'm I not mean, saying, I am not saying like before anybody <laughs> fucking goes nuts. I am not saying this is a better album than Dark Side of the Moon. I'm not saying that. I'm saying this is my personal preference. I would stick right. I've had the two together. Well, it depends on my mood, I suppose, but I'd, Aye, probably, I'd, I'd probably go for Final Cut. More there's a stronger, there's a, that's how you know. It's a per- it's a perfectly valid uh, uh, have. There's a stronger narrative I, in this I, album. I, I, know, I, I, yeah, this yeah. I know this is better, but I prefer this. You know, Aye. because Aye. It, it, it hits me in a different way. Or, Aye. It's, you know, but the, the thing, thing is, like, yeah. but see, but Aye. see, the thing is, for me, and it's probably the same for you guys as well. Basically, metal to to this album. I mean. You know, there's albums you like more than others, no matter. But they're all pretty. That body of work is fucking fantastic. No, I mean it's just some of some of the best music ever written. You know, so you know, I I mean the very fact that for me, uh, uh, Dark Side, wish you were here, 
in the wall are classic, are, are masterpieces. That's three. Yeah, I, yeah. I mean, I, I love Dark Side of the Moon, so I include yeah. that as being a masterpiece as well. Yeah, no, I agree. With I mean, yeah, yeah. even Queen, even Queen are my favourite band, and Queen don't have. This is probably going to be a controversy. Queen to me don't have a masterpiece album. Queen have a masterpiece career <laughs> or part, you know, or a, a large chunk of their career. Like as much as I love, you know, Queen, Queen are my favourite band, but. But Pink Floyd have masterpiece albums, if that means, you know what I mean? Like bodies of work, you know? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, no, I, I think it's a fair thing to say, man. Um, so, um, I, so I suppose we better shift on a little bit because essentially what happens after this is Roger says Pink Floyd is over. Um, it's done. And in many ways, I think that's that's actually commendable because he's almost realising this is the end, you know, it's like, you know, I'm basically making this album myself, you know, with, with help from others that aren't even in the band and whether you agree that that's been orchestrated by him or not, that's, that's what the case is. So even he's recognised this is over, you know, it's, it's the end. And mm. he, 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 he tries to kind of force the issue that Pink Floyd is null and void as a musical entity. And, of course, David Gilmore um, and Nick Mason were saying, "Well, no, it's no, it's 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 you know, it's still a band. We want to still continue." And he would have probably can I, he'd have been he would have said if it was me and said, "Well, where the fuck were you in the, the last record?" Then, aye, <laughs> <laughs> well, <laughs> true. Aye. Oh, you, oh, you want to continue now? Aye, aye exactly. I'm not in it. I think they just <laughs> fucking hated Roger. Mm-hmm. I, I think, and when you've got somebody that somebody that strong, you know, and and you know. This is what I want to do, and this is when I want to do it. And if you're there, cool. If you're not, I'll just find somebody else. You know, I think that was his attitude. And I think, I think, um, as Paul said, maybe there was a bit of you know insensitivity towards you know people's situations, you know, and their personal lives and all that in that situation. You know, so aye, it's tricky. But uh, I, so obviously he's trying to force the oh, issue. Oh, and, right, right, right. Definitely, <laughs> he was he was probably loving it. You know, he he was. Uh, once uh, Roger left, he, you know, you can imagine he would be quite happy about it. When we go and talk about the next album, I've got a few things to say about the next album that that is actually almost very, very similar to Roger Waters, to be honest. Um, so essentially what happens is, is Roger, you know, Roger sues the band basically for, for trying to continue as Pink Floyd. And, and, and in, in later years, Roger has admitted it was the wrong thing to do because mm-hmm. I think what he said is, like, I was a shareholder in Pink Floyd music, so essentially, <laughs> you know... He's on throat. Uh, uh, exactly, so, you know, so, I, I, you know, <laughs> you're going to lose a lot of money, if it, you know. He's bite um, his nose off to spite his face. That's uh, just, that is just the personality he has, man. Uh, I, 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 but... Um, I think um, I think he understood, you know, um, you know that there was more to Pink Floyd than just the, the music of the band kind of thing, you know. And I think um, you know he admitted that later. Um, but anyway, he, 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 you know, he doesn't win. Pink Floyd continue, um, and they make an, another album, um, and that album is a momentary lapse of reason, and is Pink Floyd's thirteenth studio album, and that was released in nineteen eighty seven. Goodbye records. They, they don't know anything about it except, you know, they don't, they don't care even. It's, you know, they, if this thing says Pink Floyd and they've liked Pink Floyd things before and they buy it and they, that's all they need to know. Well, I, you know, if, the, if, if Ringo and George reformed and called themselves the Beatles, I personally would be extremely upset. But there are millions and millions of children out there who go, oh, the Beatles are coming to town. Wahoo, let's go and buy tickets. Or, oh, look, a Beatles album's coming out. Well, let's go and buy it. 
That's all, and that's exploitation, and I think it's wrong. I've got nothing against, you know, Dave Gilmore and Nick Mason working together. And you can... <laughs> of course they wouldn't if they, didn't have, if they weren't working under the name Pink Floyd, because they can't stand each other. So, um, so when you look at the, this album, um, this is another pretty pe- peculiar album, and in many ways very, very similar to the final cut. Not musically, but in terms of the personnel involved. Um, yeah. David Gilmore was very much the dictator in this situation. Um, very different personalities, but when you actually look at the situation, aye, very, very similar. Mm-hmm. So, similar eh? so Nick Mason doesn't play in a lot of this album. Nope. Um, so it's Carmen Apice plays on some of the songs in this album. He plays on Dogs of War and uh, Learning to Fly, for example. There's other musicians on the album. There's loads of musicians on the album. And, um, you know, Roger, um, uh, Rick Wright, sorry, comes back, but he comes back very, very late in the sessions um, and does a few bits here and there. But the album is essentially almost done by the time Rick comes back into the fold. Um, so I think for all, all of Roger's ire and dictatorship, it's interesting that Dave is running the show in much the same way, you know, as what Roger was doing on the final cut and to some degree the wall. Well, somebody has to, though, because think about it. After Roger, you know, Gilmore's the next biggest personality. I mean, if, if it was left up to Rick or, or, or Mason, uh, they wouldn't have done anything, so he's obviously yeah. No, I, the driving I find, force. Yeah, I find it interesting, but you know that it's it's like you know, um, you know why was why wasn't Rick asked to come back immediately? You know, it's like he I was he's he the guy know, that was, was hosted by Roger. It's like surely you get him back in a heartbeat and like right away, and you get him in there. And is there no record of why that happened? But well, like I don't know. Get no idea. But it just it's just. All seems a bit kind of bizarre, you know. Aye, it's it's like all that, these other musicians, you know, Nick's only playing in certain ones, and, and Rick comes in very, very late and obviously joins the tour at that point, you know, after mm-hmm. the soul. But I think um I think for me, as much as as much as you know, the final cuts like a Roger Soul album, this is like a David Gilmore soul album. This this whole album is just reeking of David Gilmore. Um, down to the fact that he's basically calling all the shots. The other two are almost not even on it as mm. well. So this isn't this isn't in any way when you actually get right down to it, this isn't any different from the final cut in terms of um someone basically calling the shots and putting it together. So as much as we might criticize Roger and say Roger's a bastard, they say this, well, David's done it as well, but he's just done it in a more Dave way, <laughs> you know, mm-hmm. it's it's just been kind of like quiet and understated. But this is this is like a David Gilmore soul album for me. Um and and what what I said when it came out, do you want to hear what I quote? Ah, of course. <laughs> We're all waiting for it. I think it's very facile, but quite a clever forgery. The songs are poor in general. The lyrics, <laughs> the lyrics I can't quite believe. Gilmore's <laughs> Sake bastard, man. Gilmore's lyrics are really third rate. He's so, right. the, the ones he actually wrote. Eh? Ah, well, this is true. Uh, I know his true. wife that wrote the rest of them. No, nah, that was the division bill. 
Ah, is that after the fact? Because uh, um, when when Joe was listening to this album, he texted you know the group chat and said a momentary uh, lapse of reverb, um, which is a good <laughs> way of describing it. Except I suppose a lapse of reverb, it's, it's the opposite, right? Enough, it's tons of reverb, abundance of reverb, abundance of reverb. Momentary abundance of reverb. Do you know what? I'll, I'll start things off with this, um, and then I'll let you guys kick in with your with your thoughts on this album. So. I think this album is horrendous sounding. It, it's oh, trapped. It's trapped in 1987. You know, oh, it's got all the trappings of the time, and and you know, musically, production wise, all of it. You know, there are moments, there are things I I do like on it. I have to say, but um, it's not a good sounding album. It's it, the way I listen to this. See, see if this was. <sighs> See if this was like a Dire Straits album or something. Aye, it sounds like to me. It sounds like aye, aye. Dire Straits. You probably like, this is okay. Aye, aye, fair enough. You know, just because you know. Aye, eighty stadium the, rock, the past, whatever. Aye. aye, exactly. You'd be like, okay, but but as a Pink Floyd album, <laughs> no, please. You know, it's it's and and I'm Dude. not I'm not wanting. Yeah, exactly. I'm not going to start to go and say like you know. It needs to be this or it needs to be that to be Pink Floyd. But, you know, the final cut sounds nothing like Dark Side of the Moon, you know, and, it, you know, mm-hmm. it, you know, if you want to go that that way. So it's not necessarily about that it doesn't sound like Pink Floyd, but it's just not good music um, when you compare it to Pink Floyd's back catalogue. And that's what oh, I'm no. on. It's about the quality of music, necessi- not necessarily the style. Mm-hmm. Um, but um, there does... There's, there's, there's things we talked about repetition actually um you know obviously on final cut compared to the wall there's repetition on this as well um and the song yet another movie it's the exact same vocal pattern and melody the vocal melody that he uses on sorrow it's the same you know I was listening to it and I was like oh yeah where have I heard oh the, oh it's right it's sorrow it's just the same vocal uh, melody yeah. same vocal pattern um ah uh, you're right you're right yeah. and uh and and it's and we talk about sorrow is actually something that's actually a wee bit interesting because when you listen to Dave's opening line, which is "Sweet smell of a great sorrow lies over the land," he's completely out of time. So if you go back and listen to it, I I noticed that uh, quite a lot. By the way, in this in this album, Aye. there's a lot of singing Aye. that's completely it's out of time. Out of time. It's it's weird. It's like surely she went back and done. But I've heard them singing it live and he sings it on time. You know when he sings it live. You know it's bizarre. It's it's completely out of time. But is there anything I like on this? Um, Dogs of War before it goes into the eighties, but aye, see, see, see at the start, see exactly that, the saxophone yeah. bit and all that, and the pure, do, 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 <clears throat> no pure eighties. But I don't like. Sounds that. like it sounds like Black Velvet, but aye, does aye exactly <laughs> aye. Um, like but Bill Dogs of War up to that point I think is really good and there's a really cool wee thing going on in the back that I'd never noticed before it's just bizarre but I do like it I mean Dogs of War is cool and his voice is, his voice is excellent on it ah, it's say. good ah, it's really good um, and so I really fun. like I really it's like fun. a new machine parts one and two it's just a vocoder thing that he's got, got going mm-hmm. on and, I'm always, it's just it's just really just interludes mm-hmm. and all that bang they're really cool mm-hmm. I think it works really well um, yeah. And signs of life to open up the album, you know, the instrumental. I think is is quite nice. And it's quite a good wee, wee nod wee to the past. Aye, nod to the past and open up the album, you know. Um, but one slip, and especially on the turning away, are fucking awful. Especially on the turning away, that is one of the biggest pieces of shit ever to be put on a Pink Floyd album, man. 
I can't even remember what the fuck it sounds like, man. Oh, the Scottish, the Scottish sort of. Uh, <laughs> I suppose it like does sound Celtic, like Celtic, ah, Celtic guy. Celtic and then it comes in with a big, with a big waving hands and all that. You could just see it. I bet you Roger was fucking like sick in his own mouth when they heard that, man. And he asked somebody else to be sick in his mouth. He actually choked. He actually choked in someone else's vomit. Vomit. You can't dust for vomit. You can't dust for vomit. That's what gave me a band right there. Can't dust for vomit. But um, Leather Crisis is first album. <laughs> Brilliant. Um, but no, I, I really, really don't care for this album, as, as Paul would probably say. Um, I, I would go back and maybe listen to one or two things but as a whole it's just it's just pretty fucking awful you know it's 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 like it, it it's like a horrible 1980s David Gilmore album that's what it's like and you know and uh, it's half, not half uh, words if, if, if uh, the final cut's not a Pink Floyd album this 100 million oh, fucking is percent is not a Pink Floyd album you know yeah. Um, this is this is this is the out of their entire catalogue. This is the most un-Pink Floyd album that they've ever re- released. Oh, easily, aye, saying, Christ, hundred percent, um, aye. Um, but 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 largely for the quality of music on it, you know, um, more than anything else, you know. But anyway, sorry, I'll hand over to you, gents. Uh, who wants to come in here now? Um, uh, I it's. It's a bit of head scratcher because in one, in one side of my brain, I'm like, yeah, this is a piece of shit. It's dated 80s crap. And, you know, um, uh, it, it was just pandering to the the, the times, you know, the, these yuppie assholes that were buying CDs, you know, and all the rest of it. But there, there are some good moments on this. You know, there, there, there's some tunes here and there. Um I actually really like the the instrumental terminal frost. I, I just really like it. It's just oh, in fairness, that is okay. That. Actually, yeah, yeah. I, 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 it's got saxophones. I'm not a big huge saxophone fan, but again, it, it, ruined, it gets ruined really because it gets into that. Did it always the same kind of bit again? And like the big pure fucking. It's like a fucking eighties cop fucking movie or something. Man, it's like. <laughs> when, when you know, when King Crimson use that type of stuff, it's fucking great. But nah, it's fucked up. You know, it's, it's, it's overplaying in this. It's just yeah. like cat, you know, just me bits. But the, the piano, the simple piano, interweaving. You know, just you know, little notes. Plus, it sounds like a mayhem song, Terminal Frost. In Norway, up in the mountain, oh. freezing the arseless chaps on. <laughs> <laughs> I say, I and you know, if I if I talk about it politically, yeah, it's a it's a it's a Gilmer uh, solo album, and uh, David's right when he says he he was certainly the gaffer, he was in charge. So it was it's his ball now. He's got rid of Roger, um, and I will go as far as as to say I'm one of these fucking assholes that just says I'm sorry, Roger Waters. As Pink Floyd, you know, as far as I'm concerned, aye, obviously. If, if he's not involved, then it's no Pink Floyd, and so that so this album and the Division Bell for me are not Pink Floyd. 
and I don't get, I don't give a fuck. Come at me. I, I just, I, 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 I just came to this conclusion over the weekend. I was just, I was thinking about it. I was wrestling with it. You're a prick. But, you know, I will. You know, it's just. A I'm a prick, I'm not. But I decided I'm a prick. <laughs> I'm a prick. Uh, I decided that a long time ago. But I did, yeah, I'm I, I just like you know, I, I, you could just say, well, it's a different type of Pink Floyd mm. and all that. No, but it's it's exactly the same as Queen without Freddy. Queen without Freddy. Queen with Adam Lambert. No, it's no fucking Queen. I, Get to fuck, I agree. Right? I agree. And and and, and so uh, so putting that political <laughs> shit aside, that as I say, that there's some pleasant moments of music in this. It is drowning in eighties production, though. Um. And, <laughs> And funnily enough, it does. It, it sounds very expensive, you know. Like a lot oh, of money, aye. You know, oh, aye. You know, a very ton of session musicians. I mean, they've got Tony Levin, who that's right, going to be cheap, you know, yep. playing bass, but you can hardly hear him, you know. Aye. Um, you know, and, it's and weird that you mentioned the bass. Guys and, aye. You mentioned the bass on uh, one slip. There's like a pure. Aye. 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 So it's like, can you imagine like fucking Roger playing it? And <laughs> <laughs> you imagine like you know Bob Ezrin saying, "I need you to play a bit of kind of like funky fretless bass, man." Blah. Uh, no fuck. You're man. fucking fired, mate. Uh, <laughs> you know, it's like fretless uh, bass. What's that? <laughs> um, I, 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 talking about that type of thing. Um, I think um, maybe even though he's not that great a bass player, um, Waters has paid him a kind of backhanded compliment by getting someone as good as Tony Levin in to almost replace him playing bass. And the other way, when um, Waters got Clapton to, to play on pros and cons, you know, you know. Um, but it's interesting. Got, 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 he got Eric Clapton, then he got Jeff Beck as well. Guy's amazing. He's essentially saying, yeah, I need, some, I need guys as good as these guys to to yep. come close to what you what you gave me, you know, on, on those Floyd albums. Aye. And, uh, you know, I, it's just a wee observation. I mean, it's like, I, I don't think he's gone, shit, man, uh, you know, Roger Waters was a fucking great bass player. I'll need to get like, one of the best <laughs> session guys in, you know, or somebody get Tony Levin's number, you know. It's like um, sell a good songwriter but, in and place a fucking bass player, man. Uh, <laughs> yeah, well, aye. Um, yeah, it's uh, Terminal Frost, I think it's a, it's a great tune. Sorrow, obviously. Dogs of War, I, I agree with you, uh, David, to a certain point, is, is all right. It's, a, it's, you know, it's an interesting idea that kind of runs out of steam. Um, I, you know, I don't really care for Sorrow that much, to be honest. I mean, the, 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 the intro is kind of... I think when it's it does live. It, aye, when it aye. does the intro live, it's really cool because it's aye. a lot of kind of feedback and all that, and it's aye. really, really cool, and it's a better tone than on the album. But yeah, when the song yep. kicks in, it's not. It's just pretty boring to me. It's not yeah. a good song. The start's um, good. The start's aye, good. Aye, yeah. start's good, absolutely. It's got, I totally uh, agree. Aye, live, it's got fucking heft and balls aye, and all sorts yeah. of aye, It's really good. Um, aye, aye, yes... <laughs> Right, it's, oh, it's cool. a definite as as what it is kind of thing for me. You know? I'll let Joe throw in here because obviously we've got another album to talk about here. So I don't really have anything else to add because everything you both of you said, I hundred percent agree. I, I I was like, this is so fucking eighties, man. You know, if you were ever to hold up an album that summarised how the eighties sounded, this would be a good example. You know, about the trappings of eighties production. You know, and. Mm-hmm. Throwing way too much. I mean, a lot of 
Floyd stuff, you know, is spacious. There's fucking no space in this at all. Every yeah. bit of space it's in, it's filled with stupid uh, backing vocals. Or, stick, stick a saxophone in Or a sax uh, or, uh, or, or a fucking uh, glockenspiel or, or, you know, not even yeah. a real one is either, you know, be a keyboard yeah. glockenspiel. That's why they had 300 people on stage during the tour, you know. You can't have, you can't ha- well, this is it. You can't have a good album with, with, with that amount of strangers playing, you know. Well, for me, it, it loses its pers- its personality if you got all these people coming from different worlds to just play on a bit of a song and then go away. It's a really, uh, what's the word, you know, conveyor, conveyor line where making music for me, you know? It's just getting people in to do a job and then leave. It's really impersonal. And this album's really, for the most part, is a really impersonal album. Do you know what I mean? Mm. Yeah, um, it's, it's just yuppie shite, isn't it, really? Well, do you know, do you know something? I, st- I still think there's some dark stuff on it. Mm. I still think that it retains aye, some is, dark there, there stuff moments, on it. Aye. So I, yeah. I wouldn't say it's... I mean, the, the production, 100% yuppie shit. But... I still think that he's trying to maintain an element of dark, that sort of dark vibe that Waters had to a degree, you know, like things like uh, Dogs of War, for example, you know, that the subject, I still think some of the, like, the lyrics in Dogs of War is actually pretty good. Um, do, you think, and I agree. do you think as well, but they were, they were sitting going, right? How would we, Roger write this? We, we need something that sounds a, sounds a wee bit like uh, Welcome to the Machine, but no, well, you know, but no Aye. that. So yeah, we'll just listen to yeah. Black Velvet. They've come up with dum da dum da dum, you know that that, yeah. that thing that like Welcome to the Machine yeah. has, and 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 I think that maybe maybe the Wish You Were Here album has maybe been the blueprint for this because because they've, they've gone for the big fucking mm. you know soundscapey thing and yeah. that, yeah. you know and and I think it's just because no nobody can write a fucking song you know nobody can write any lyrics so they're just fucking it's all it's just instrumentation it's just aye. people playing you know oh i, I, do, I, I do agree so. with joe i mean like dogs of war and a new machine you know this even though it's a just just him singing oh we have vocoder on a new machine mm. i just think yeah. it's a real interesting thing you know that's the one yeah, it's pretty interesting actually. Aye. But, um, although I agree that it doesn't sound like a, a Pink Floyd album. If this, if you were to take Pink Floyd's name off this and it just be a David Gilmore album, I'd maybe think about it slightly different, yeah, you know? Yeah, I'd probably, I'd maybe even enjoy it a bit more. Yeah, but because it's tagged to the band name of one of my favorite bands, it's like, aye, aye. It, 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 it shouldn't be under the moniker Pink Floyd, and that and that's the thing. It's it's it's, it's going to be completely natural that you'll compare this to a Floyd with Roger Waters in it. I mean, oh, it's say, record, aye. exactly. So people might say yeah, that's unfair, but it's not. It's it's a Pink Floyd album, and you know, you know, Waters was the he- the chief songwriter, you know, in the band. So it, it is absolutely fair to compare this to a Waters yep. Floyd. Um, and it, and it falls way, way fucking short. Um, and and as, to me, in a similar way, again, Final Cut next to this is like fucking like a classic album. So I'm not I'm not comparing the quality per se, but in the same way that the Final Cut is very much, um, you know, Gilmore's sorely missed on that. Yeah, yeah. Rogers sorely missed on, on this. Absolutely. Mm. So it just goes this. Those two records, although one's a still a good record, this one isn't a good yeah. record. They both, both those records are a testament that, to show yeah. that they both aye. needed each other to to yeah, make yeah. it sound like Pink Floyd and make oh, it yeah. make it work. 
in its best possible way. I wonder right. what I wonder what this remaster will sound like that's coming out next month. Uh, More reverb of, on it of what of of this album is it a remix or a remaster? Um, so have you? Uh, sorry, a remix. What oh. what um, Gilmer's uh, added in some Rick Wright stuff and taking some stuff out. He's I oh, fucked well, about with it. You know what? Actually, it, that might be quite. I would actually uh, be interested to hear. It was, it was originally. It was done in 2019, and it was meant to come out then, and ah, I don't know, right. it got delayed or something. So it's coming out at the end of next 29th of October or something like that. It's coming out. All right. So I'll be interested to see maybe if they're going to strip out all the 80s crap and. Aye. Well, Let do you know what? Fairness, I make it sound a lot better. Yeah, in Aye. fairness, I wouldn't. I would. I would actually quite like to hear that. Because, um, I mean, I, okay, I maybe went a bit over the top saying this is a piece of shit or whatever I said about it, but ugh, there's enough on it that would Aye. with a remix would make me want to go back. It's, and, oh, I, you know, so because I think uh, learning to fly should be huge. It should be like in the sky, like fucking, and it's compressed and it. Uh, I can't you know, be bothered with that song though. You know, so um, I don't think any mix of that's going to help me. I just don't <laughs> like the song. Sounds like a country rock song or something. It's awful. <laughs> awful. What, and they play it live and all, man. Yeah. You know what I mean? The, the guitar's good, I don't know. Guitar is all right, and I'll get the you guitar that, through right. it and all the tracks is good. The guitar sounds fucking great. That's, no, that's I, 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 don't, that. I don't agree. The guitar's good on it you because it, right? it's just lead guitar all the time, so it's a wee bit funny. It's just and then I'll be back there. It's like fuck up, man. Just play a solo later on in the song. So uh, uh, see the lead breaks; they actually really irritate me. They really irritate too me. much of them. Aye, it's it's too often, and it, it's, it's, it's actually it's actually man. exacerbated on Pulse when you actually watch it live. You've got that second guitarist that Dave's not even playing the lead on it. It's this other guy, I can't remember uh, what his name is, guy with the grey hair. He's playing all the lead bits and it just annoys Phil Manzanera? It's no Phil Manzanera, no, 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 it's no him. Because um, he, he, he wasn't in Pink Floyd. This is Floyd, no, Dave's guilt, Dave's solo band. Oh, solo, right. Aye, aye Phil Manzanera was solo, in. Sorry. Aye, no, and, aye. Uh, on, and Pulse, basically. Um, but anyway, let's. why don't we move on? Because we talked about Pulse and move on to that period then. Uh, and the Division Bell. So the Division Bell comes out in 1994, and it's Pink Floyd's 14th studio album. Um, and what you what happens here is you, you've actually got the proper reinstallation of of Rick back on keyboards. So he's actually ensconced in the band properly at this time, and uh, you know, and and uh, Rick, uh, Nick is actually playing drums on the album as well. So, um, and this album was recorded mostly uh, in Gilmore's, you know, boat. Um, the Astoria is his houseboat, as as was a lot of the Montreal Apps of Reason as well, right enough. Um, and it's odd, <laughs> some titles for this album, I noticed that Pow Wow. Aye. I, I can't, just can't believe that you were saying, aye, that Pink Floyd album, Pow Wow. We're going to call the album Pow Wow. What? And then it was uh, the other one was Down to Earth, which is I'm, a bit more Floyd, Floyd sounding, aye. Aye, aye, you know. Pow um, I know. Uh, so, so you've actually essentially got an album which has got the three of them, three of the you know the, the you know the classic lineup, if you will, actually working on music together and, and playing together. Um, do you know what, Joe? I'll come to you first. Uh, the Division Bell. I know it's an album that you're probably a bit more familiar with than Momentary. Um, yep. so, anyway, so um, but I'll get your thoughts on it first. Right. Um... 
the division belt is like I heard this way back in the day, actually, um, probably at your house first. Um, and I remember, you know, like liking it and stuff like that, liking bits and bobs of it and stuff like that. But um, this is probably for me the closest the three of them could get to sounding like the, the real Pink Floyd, including Roger Waters, as they could get without actually getting Roger Waters back. I actually think this is a very, for the most part, a very strong album. And I think there's some, I think there's some great shit on this album actually. Um, and it's and it's somber as well. It's kind of got that everything that momentary kind of lacked. Um, you know the kind of that kind of dark elements that uh, Waters brought. There's there's quite a bit of that on this album. I feel um, strong album, man. Um, again, I struggle with it being Pink Floyd, but. Like I said, I think it's as close as they could have possibly got it without the inclusion of Waters. But no, I I I, I think this is a good album. Um, I I really do. <laughs> what do you guys think? I this is a, that, that this is a, a good album, I um and yeah, it's you know. We won't get into the is it Pink Floyd or is it not? It's it's a good album and it's got Pink Floyd on the cover, so you know it's a Pink Floyd album, I guess. Um, I I just looked up. Uh, it was Tim Tim Rainwick. Tim Rainwick. Ah, so that's, yeah, that's who it was. Yeah. Uh, uh just I just thought I'd look it up. Um. Because uh, I was annoyed with that. I was like, who the hell was it? But it didn't ring a bell when I looked at his name. Um, anyway, uh, back to uh, back to the album. Um, I'm just getting the track listen up. Sorry, arsing about here. Um, yeah, uh, the, the first track, uh, <laughs> Signs of Life, there's a bit there, you know, there's a kind of man- meandering bit at the start, the water lapping or whatever it is. And, and then <laughs> there's, a, there's a bit... I don't, I don't know what it is, it's, but it's do, 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 do. and it immediately reminded me of David Cross playing the violin in Lots Tongues and Aspic, oh, part I, one. Yeah, yeah, yep. <laughs> it was just an observation. Um, uh, yeah, no signs of life. I'm talking shit. Signs of life, you mean cluster one? Cluster one. I'm looking at the time. I've got the wrong. Uh, I, you say signs. No, I assume you say signs of life. I'm like, aye, aye, but I'm thinking cluster aye, one. Yeah, I'm I'm just, I'm looking at, but I, I was looking at it silently. Thinking, <laughs> I'm like, I was like, I've not done no much laps of these, and you just imagined that, mate. Like, yes. <laughs> I went into a parallel universe for that song. And we're going to be kissing its arse. It's like we're going to be like, it's what an old best Pink Floyd album. Aye, fuck Roger Waters. <laughs> I thought he played it there. Fuck. Uh, yeah. Uh, Isn't it? Yeah, cluster one. Um, yeah, cluster fuck. So. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, yeah that, a wee observation there. So it's just a wee meandering start, but very much like signs of life. Aye. On the previous album, I like it. And then, then you've got what do you want from me? Sounds like seventies Floyd. Let's you know? get that production, I, that bare um, production. He's, actually, sort of he's actually expressing emotion that he doesn't well, do on momentary at all. Well, it's interesting. Um, what do you want from me? Um, is almost a reworking of a song on Dave 
David's first solo album from 1978. It's a song called um, Raise My Rent. And oh. it's got the good little lead back. All that same lead, lead break. And even, even kind of chord-wise, it's, it's kind of very, very similar as well. So I very much see what do you want from me. It, you know, it, it, I think it's an instrumental piece, if I remember right, uh, Raise My Rent. But um, you know, obviously there's words on this and yeah, but it's it's pretty much a reworking of that. So for Joe to say it's kind of sounds like seventies, it's that that's that, that actually stands to reason because <laughs> yeah. you know, um, that makes sense, right? Yeah. Take music from that, um, that period. Yeah. I and it's uh, a lot of people think it's about waters, you know. Like, you know, do you, do you want my blood? Do, you know, do you want to me to play until my fingers I'm bleeding or whatever the hell. Well, um, well, it's interesting you say that. I, I remember reading something years ago, um, and I think it might have been the a review of the album um, at the time. And the journalist that was reviewing it suggested that the crowd to the fans, you know, what do you want from me? You know, it's. I think it felt yeah. the pressure uh, of being of being the kind of number one guy in Pink Floyd now, and and I think he was feeling that pressure and. You know, and and you know that's what it was about, which is which is plausible. You know, it's a, it's a plausible kind of um. Anyway, yeah, but this is this is one of the ones that uh, the Apollo wrote on as well. Added lyrics, um, and so Polly Samson being yeah. uh, David's wife, yeah, yeah, but girlfriend at the time. Yeah, because um, I, I, I I read somewhere that it, he he kind of wrote it because he'd had an argument with her. And he, you know, he was like, you know, basically. <laughs> and I, I, I was thinking, I bet you on the way out, she's like, I, I don't know what Rogers means now. You're a prick. I bet you. Slams <laughs> 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 the door. Um. Anyway, I, I, it's a great, it's a great song. Um. Uh. Just you know, the, the obviously the production is so much better on this. Um. Everything's got weight. It's no, you know, dripping and crap and, you know, reverb and all that. Um, what else do I like? Wedding the Inside Out, Rick Wright and vocals. Brilliant. I love that song. It's just low-key, laid back, but it's really, really cool. That's one of the ones I noticed as well. When David was talking about the timing, with the vocal timing and um, one of the songs on Momentary, he said Dave was out of time. Actually, that song's exactly the same. See, if you're listening, he's singing out of time quite a lot. Yeah, I mean, it's still a cool song, but he's singing because it's, it's, it's aye, more of a laid back vibe. So aye, away with maybe singing behind the beat, sort of thing. Uh, you can imagine him in a kind of I don't know, a club or something, smoky club. No, no, no. While we're talking about wearing the inside out, now I want you to think about in your mind's ear how that sounds and how Rick sings that, right. Aye. It just occurred to me as I had the headphones on listening to this the other day. Then picture Jeremy Irons singing that. <laughs> aye, totally, aye. <laughs> aye. aye. Totally, aye. Because Rick, Rick, when he speaks, is like he sounds, sounds like, like Jeremy, Jeremy Irons, Irons when he speaks. Aye. And then when he sang, I was like, it could be Jeremy Irons singing this. <laughs> <laughs> Jeremy Irons is the one that's in Dead Ringers, isn't it? Dead Ringers and all that the English guy the English ah, English can act or I have not seen Dead Ringers so I don't I can't like David Cronenberg movie aye. Ah, I haven't um, seen that one man. but aye aye, aye, no, aye, aye, aye. aye. English actor aye aye aye, aye. aye. aye no totally I can aye I can see that aye <laughs> um, yeah aye uh, and, and there's there's songs there's a lot of kind of pop orientated songs on it Take It Back you know uh, good tune but 
Aye. I mean, take uh, it, take it back. back to life. I like that. Take it well. back. Sounds like. Do you know? I think it sounds like simple minds. It sounds like something simple minds. Aye, 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 aye. Yeah, yeah, very much. Um, aye, and and keep talking was a big one. But when I heard this at first, I, I was, oh, that's that's really cool. You know, uh, pulls apart. I think it's excellent, man. Aye, pulls apart. One of my favourites. Aye, yeah. aye pulls apart. Yeah. Excellent. So there's there's definitely aye there's there's not really. I wouldn't say there's anything on here that I, I, I hate or is, you know I think is bad or whatever. Um, yeah, it's, it's it's a very good album, very good, very good. And I remember at the time, just everybody seemed to be buying this, and you know when Pulse came out, everybody bought that, and you know everybody seemed to be into the, you know this incarnation of Floyd. Um, and I remember, you know, I worked in a computer factory at the time, and um, someone had installed tons of screensavers, which was a, you know, a very new thing at the time. And it, and Floyd were one of the first to have an official kind of screensaver thing, and it would play bits of, you know, their music, you know, like oh, cool. And it, you know, <laughs> you could see the computer struggling to, you know, keep up with it. You <laughs> know? Pure you're, dial-up, right? Creaking, you know, to um, uh, get it done. Uh, but yeah, I it's, it, it, it's certainly, uh, aye, it's it's a good album. Um, and and leaving all the you know the thing is it Floyd or not, it, it, it's a good album. Aye, if you listen to it for what yeah. it is, I think it's an yeah. enjoyable record. Though. Yeah, and uh, and I think it, it benefits from. Um, you know, I mean, I wouldn't say Nick Mason. Well, maybe he does contribute. You know, maybe, you know, listens to things and adds ideas and all that. But I think having Rick more involved is has probably helped greatly. Oh, um, aye, absolutely. Respect, aye. Yeah. I, I mean, I, I agree completely with both of you. I think this is a very good album. I think it's, um, and I'm and I'm okay with this being a, a Pink Floyd album because I think it's as, as close as they were ever going to get. Aye, as said, to 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 a Pink Floyd sound and and you know if this if this album had followed followed on from the final cut. Oh, I used to be, be, be more like thinking okay. differently. Yeah. Ah, okay. Yep. Okay. Yeah. Um. So, so it's good that they kind of got it back. In, in fairness, you know, to to mm-hmm. some some degree of you know, because they're good songs. You know, yeah. the you Aye. know the yeah. There's there's a few that are, that are you know that are better than others, as as you'll get in any album. Um. Ah, there's a couple of real crackers though. Yeah. In fact, I mean, there's probably about four or five really really good Aye. ones on it. I mean, a great day for freedom. I think is excellent. You know. Great. And this, um, and this is, as I say, this this is where the whole, the whole visual thing really came into its own. You know, aye. as I say, screensavers and you know the yeah the, the covers absolutely brilliant. And you know there was there was just a, there was so much visual stuff going on, um, and and the videos were great as well and all that. You know, um, so there was a lot of, a lot of good shit, man. I think um, um, letting pulls apart as well. Um, the the song, I mean, that's that's one that's been suggested that some of the lyrics in that are about Roger. You know, um, mm. well, the the title would suggest pulls apart would suggest to them. them yeah, you know, yeah. um, you know, leading the blind while I stare out to steal in your eyes and things like that. You no know, lines like that. You know, um, um, might have been about Roger. And, and um, maybe maybe lost for ones as well. Ah, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Fuck myself, you know. Ah, uh, uh, yeah. Um, Good they got a bit of swearing in there again, man. In the next <laughs> record, <laughs> uh, exactly. Um, but I, I think, I think you know, production wise, I agree with you, Paul. I mean, obviously, it's not got all those those trappings of the of the eighties. 
It, the only thing I just think the drums sound a wee bit weak on it. You know, the album, mm. it's just a wee bit, and I don't want them to sound like they do. They're a bit dry. They're a bit dry, and, and the snare sounds a wee bit rubbish, to be honest. It's not really aye, that well engineered. Got a good punch, aye. aye, exactly. And it's not even about making it massive or anything. It was just, no, it's just making it sound just better. Sound good, aye. So I think it just suffers for the drum sound not being fantastic. But, um, but I think overall, is 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 a mix and a production. It's so it's it's you know I, I don't listen to it and go oh the drums don't sound great. It's just hard to listen to or anything. It's, it's just a just a small nitpicking thing. Aye, yeah, um, yeah, I hear that. And uh, I mean, high hopes is a great, great. Oh, song, amazing! You know? Aye, you know, it's yeah. a, a, excellent song. You know, that start bits pure Floyd. Aye, you know aye, that totally. somberness with the bell yeah. and stuff. I mean, that's classic Floyd shit. You know, obviously the stuff that Gilmore brought to those classic records. It's that sort of vibe. Yeah, do you know what yeah. I mean? And as Paul says, you know, Rick coming back, he's he's added so oh, massive to part. Of it. I, oh, I think I, if he wasn't back then in the fold properly, and it was some, this would have been a much poorer album. I totally because agree. We, totally we talk, agree. we talk about how important Rick is in the you know the first part of this this Floyd yeah. thing, you know, and, and how much we love his the guy, you know, and, and love the guy, love this playing, and you know, and even his voice, you know, as well. So aye, the cool voice, man. Um, but um. Uh, yeah, no, I just, I just, think, I, I think you know, there's, there's moments like, I mean, take it back. I could take a leave. It's just kind of pretty throwaway, and and um, you know, lost for words. You know, can say it's maybe a bit throwaway as well. But again, as Paul said, it's not they're, they're throwaway, but they're not irritating. They're not. Aye, they're bad, not bad or anything. You know, that, you know, it's just kind of mediocre. Yeah, like, that's yeah. it. D- um, decent pop tunes, yeah. yeah, yeah. So I don't think this is a great album, but I don't think it's 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 actually a very good album, though. Ah, it's a know, very it's, good album, aye. And and I'm 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 quite okay with it being a Pink Floyd album, to be honest. I mean as well, aye. And um, and uh, yeah, I mean I think I think and I do remember, obviously, in retrospective, I got into Pink Floyd, you know, six months after this album was out, or you know, maybe a wee bit later. Um, and um, I do it, you know, so you start kind of obviously wanting to get into the band and looking. You're looking, you know, and then eventually you work your way back and realise that there's better albums than the Division Bell, yep. as, as we discussed. And um, mm-hmm. but I do them. I do, I do remember even just obviously like years later, and you're looking back, and I do remember them sitting, all sitting in the press conference for this album, and the uh, the album had been in the tour that they were about to do. Sorry, the for the album. And it was sponsored by Volkswagen and oh, yucky bullshit! Yeah. And it was just corporate. like so yeah. corporate, corporate, you know. It's like you know, it's yeah. like this, you know, there's no way Roger would be sitting there with like fucking all these logos running about him and stuff, you know. So it was really interesting, you know. Obviously, that they were quite comfortable being capitalists and all that. And listen, that's that. I'm not getting into their character and the try to character assassinate. I'm. It's just a comment and how, how different, how different, yeah, to camps, yeah. Yeah, how different Pink Floyd did become in terms of, you know, this big, you know. I mean, and, and, and Waters said, I mean, Waters, you know, by his own admission in the 70s, said we just wanted to make a fucking fortune. You know, uh, we wanted to make loads of cash. Money, uh, and then, then split up, basically, you know. and, uh, and <laughs> You know. Um, Waters has got a bit of a cheat and you can sell how much he's charging for fucking concert tickets, man. <laughs> he's the ultimate capitalist, man. <laughs> well, aye. There might be something to be said about that. I mean, I mean he was... When he went out and tour, he was making money uh, off of them, you know, because uh, they were playing all his tunes, you know. And I suppose... He, I suppose you could say that he's got the upper hand... Of, as it stands today, because he's the biggest selling solo artist of all time, or something. That's like that. right. The wall, the wall tour. tour was the yeah. highest grossing tour of yeah. a solo artist of all time. Can I? Uh, um, is, that, is that the one we saw? I didn't. 
Manchester. Aye, aye, Manchester. Aye, aye. Yeah. Aye, I, I, I wanted to go to that, but there's no way I was paying the money, man. Because yeah. I'm aye. a tight bastard. A lot of money, though. Um, and that too, it was like uh, the, his, the technology had finally caught up with his concept. Aye, aye, so totally. he, could, he actually got the wall and, you know... Yeah, projected onto that. And, 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 and all the stuff projected onto it. It was, it was just amazing. Oh, aye, like, aye. the show would have been great, great, I would imagine, yeah. Aye. And yeah. um, I think um, as well, I mean, you know, the, obviously like the, the live album that followed this was the Pulse album, um, you know, and I bought, I remember buying that at the time with the wee blinking LED light on the CD cover. Oh, yeah. I think it lasted a good couple of years, though, actually. Aye, man. Aye. How, I, I think I had it as well, yeah. aye. So um lasted, lasted quite a wee while. Um, but it, it's strange. I really liked that album, and and it's still a, a decent, you know, for music, it's a decent album. And I had the, you know, the VHS at the time it was of the, you know, the Earl's Court gigs, and I since bought the DVD and all that. But I just can't watch it now. It's just, it just, it just reaks too, of just polished, polished and, and aye, just aye. it's aye, no heart, aye. It's just, mm-hmm. I, and the set list isn't great it's not the songs I would want to hear necessarily you know well there are you know there's good songs on it of course because it's Floyd but um, but yeah yeah I, I, I just but you know you talked about Roger and in fairness to David they said he says at the end of the gig you know Errol's Court thanks to our old cohort Roger um, he says at the end of the gig and I don't think there's any sarcasm in it or anything actually just says it and alright so I mean I suppose um, Pink Floyd essentially at this point after the you know the the division bell tour. That's that's pretty much it. They're, they're kind of done, and you know David goes off and does solo stuff for a for a while. And um, you know, Rod, night all. Uh, <laughs> exactly. Uh, makes on an island, and what was the recent one? Rattle that lock, and that lock. They're really really uninteresting albums, you yeah, know. And and you know, uh, and Roger actually starts to get you know. And, about 2000 around about 2000 he starts to tour again and, and get his band a band together and starts touring and, and um you know never he's pretty much been touring on and off ever since you know right up to this point so he's, he's been very active in the last sort of 20 years roger and um, whereas before the previous 15 you know you know obviously you had amused to death come out um he sold album in 1992 but didn't tour it to my knowledge um that album so aye so he's come back but I think things have improved in terms of the relationship between you know David and Roger for example because you know they obviously they did live it you know that was very much I can ask sucking it all up and just doing it for the, the cause mm-hmm. and all that so I don't think there was anything any illusions of them getting back together or anything even though they were offered silly amounts of money to do it um, but even Dave playing with Roger again on the wall tour, you know, Roger's wall tour and Dave comes out and plays it so uncomfortably numb on top of the wall again and all that. So I think um, I think they're probably still keeping their distance from each other. But at the same time, I think, you know, it's not as frosty as it once was. And yeah. maybe hold a conversation with each other now, you know, which is which is good, you know. That uh, that that footage where they meet up in the car park when they're doing the rehearsals. Aye, that's, right. that's awkward as fuck. Yeah, it's just kind of really labelled and stuff. Aye. 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 Yep, yep. Yeah. You can uh, tell Roger really wants to kind of try and reconnect when his Dave doesn't. Aye, yep, aye. It's kind of... Um, too, it's too, too much has went on, you know, um, for that to, to, to happen again, I guess. But... Um, as it, so in 2014, we, we're not going to this album in detail, but um, in 2014, you get the Endless River album, and that was... Um, that was David um, getting back in with Nick and re-piecing some stuff left over from the Division Bell album. And it was really intended as a tribute to Richard 
um, who died in 2008. And it was kind of just put together and a few extra bits of music were, were added in in 2013 and 14. And um, it was put out as an album. It's largely, apart from one song, it is completely instrumental. And it's a very ambient sounding album. It's a very kind of soundtracky almost sounding album. And uh, I didn't actually realise until I was looking um, up stuff about this. I didn't realise youth was actually involved in this. You know, youth. Ah, yeah, that's true. Killing joke. I'm killing joke. Yeah, yeah. Obviously, massive producer as well. But um, he was involved in some of the production on it. So, which is quite interesting. Um, and it ends with that song, Louder Than Words, which is truly awful. Um, I think that was recorded, um, potentially recorded, like, in the recent sessions, but it's, a, it's an awful song. I remember hearing it on the radio. I think it was like Six Music and all that when the albums came out, and I was like, this song is so bad. Um, you know, the, the the concept around the song is like what we've got with Pink Floyd is louder than words. You know, it's pretty much saying, doesn't matter, we'll fight and we bitch and moan about each other, but this is louder than words. And shake sentiment. It's just, it's just awful, you know. And music, musically, it's shit as well. So, part of the reason people love Pink Floyd is because of the fighting. <laughs> well, exactly. <laughs> Created some of the best music ever. So, it sounds like something Paulie wrote about this year. No doubt, and don't doubt uh, it was it was Paulie that wrote the lyrics to that. But I think, um, but I think music that I think it's a really really interesting piece of music. And there's some really really is, cool yeah. cool uh, you know things going on in it. And some of the some of the things you hear, you're like, oh, I, admit, I can hear that from the Division Bell and yeah that kind of thing. But I think is that just as a piece of music, it's an interesting piece of music. I don't necessarily see it as a Pink Floyd album. I think the last one was Division Bell in fairness. But this is interesting, just as a bit of, bit of ambient music kind of playing on in the background. It's really, really, and then I get criticised for not having vocals on it and all this. I, I'm, I think it's better for not having yeah, vocals on it, you know. So yeah. um, it's interesting because there's one of the extra tracks. It's called Nirvana, aye, and it's kind of it's aye. a kind of heavy one. So heavy the worst thing because obviously Nirvana were big because Nirvana was obviously huge at the time. Aye. You know, when they've been recording Division Bell, so it's almost like a wee. Like the size of Nirvana, so we'll call it Nirvana. <laughs> ah, right, okay. So, ah, it's pretty good. But, um, aye, so that's that's Pink Floyd. Um, for um, well, that's our thoughts on Pink Floyd, and I don't know what your thoughts are. And if you if you you do want to kind of join the conversation and tell us what you think about Pink Floyd, you can find us on Twitter at Lap Pods, and uh, aye, tell us what you think and agree, disagree throw forward any facts or bits and information that you may have and um, that'd be really cool mm-hmm. and, uh, and I so brilliant thanks for listening so any final yeah. thoughts guys I'm going to go and listen to the wall in the dark my headphones yes. on naked naked covered in jam <laughs> roll about imagine being in your bed naked covered in jam the fuck how uncomfortable that would be <laughs> and listening to them all at the same time uh, don't I, leave I, me now I'm covered, covered in jam oh, fuck. <laughs> remember the flowers I said don't you I, I need you babe oh, get this fucking music off and get this jam off me <laughs> so, oh jesus Aye, so aye, uh, th- thanks again for listening to this absolute car crash as usual. Um, if you've got to this point, well done. You've uh, talking about me. This was professional as fuck. Yeah, cheers. Excellent. But um, final thoughts, and I, and I, I, I don't need to ask these gentlemen's permission to speak for them, but 
We fucking love Pink Floyd. They're an amazing oh, yes. band, mm. one of the best bands ever, and oh, will definitely. be for until the end of time. Absolutely. And yep. just so privileged to actually have this music to listen to. So absolutely, go and enjoy it and celebrate the Floyd, man. Go and listen to the wall, the wall covered in jam. That's what they <laughs> And go and listen to Moments to Lapse of Reason. Covered uh, in honey. And a bath full of razor blades, man. Aye, <laughs> 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 right, right, we better wrap this up. Anyway, take care of yourselves. Catch you later. Bye-bye. Bye.